46th episode of the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast, the weekly quiz cast where two professional quiz masters talk about how to write and host great pub trivia. I'm one half of your quiz master hosting team, Quizmaster Lee. And as usual, I'm joined by fellow master of the quiz, Mark Davis. Two quiz masters take a deep dive. That's what we're doing. <laughs> we're taking a in deep dive, dive. <laughs> into uh, the world of questions asked, questions answered, uh, you know, the whole nine yards. We're going deep into our repository of guests Ooh. on today's episode. Because, Three years ago. Yes. Their last appearance on the show was in February of 2020. Mm. It's Tim and Joey. Hello, hello, hello. Hi. <laughs> Welcome back, y'all. Thanks for having us back. We have to. I mean, it's so rare that we get to see you guys in person. You know, it was uh, Mark texted me earlier this week and said, how about having Tim and Joey on? And I was so excited immediately. Instantly, long, yeah. long time supporter of the podcast, mm-hmm. uh, dear friends of mine. Uh, you're down here for the reunion show that's coming up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, my bandmate, as well as one of my closest and dearest friends. So uh, it's a win win for everyone. Yes, we're very excited to be back. Mm-hmm. You can tell it. How was it? <laughs> how was it playing with the group again? Uh, it Table was, nine. It was awesome. Um, Banjo. no not this time around um no it was great uh it was it was weird um our singer we haven't seen none of us have seen basically since the band broke up 20 years ago um we had two singers so the last reunion show we did um was our first singer and now it's our second singer so being in the same room with him was crazy it was like 20 years Never happened. <laughs> wow. Just picking up where you left off? Yeah, basically. Right on. So we squeezed in our one band practice that we get as a full band before playing the uh, two shows coming up this coming weekend. Well, by the time this episode airs, mm-hmm. depending on when you upload it, it'll either be tonight yeah, or it'll be sometime last week. Very, very excited. We've been talking a lot about it here and on Lyrics to Go. About these two big reunion shows, it's going to be absolutely insane. Do you have tickets to one of them? I do. I've got tickets to Saturday, Saturday. night. Saturday, nice. yummy. Yeah, I think that's. I think that. Look, I, I would be happy to school. have tickets to either <laughs> night. I mean, they're they're both going to be awesome. You don't have to choose a favorite child, Mark. Yeah, <laughs> they haven't been born yet. I, you know, it's funny because I was talking to someone who was like, "I got tickets to Saturday. It sucks. You guys are going to like give it your all on Friday and have no gas on Saturday." And I was like. See, I think it's going to be the opposite that mm-hmm. happens. I think that Friday, everyone's going to kind of hold back knowing that Saturday is there. And Saturday, I'll tell you, Saturday, I am going to be, Sunday, I'm going to be a wreck. <laughs> I'm going to be good for nothing. I'll probably leave my drums at nice guys for like a fortnight because I plan on just like every ounce of juice I have. I plan on expending everything that my body, like... <laughs> It might be to my detriment. <laughs> I plan on just giving everything I have to that show. Well, there's something beautiful about that. My I friend. think so too. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like the movie The Wrestler. No, <laughs> I, no. Well, they left the ending open to interpretation, but yeah. yeah, it does. It does seem like he was. And in this uh, interpretation, I'm just really tired. <laughs> I just need a real good nap. Yeah, good man. Well, I can't wait to see it. 
you know, it's going to be it's going to be great to see you guys and all the other bands too. You know, so many eight yeah. bands a night. Yeah, and don't forget, folks. This thing is sold out within hours the first night, within minutes the second uh, show. Yeah, mm-hmm. that they announced. So, so it's going to be a very very good time, indeed. And Joey, you've you've been on many adventure since uh, we last spoke or had you on the podcast, and you've given uh, presentations on your tour and been featured in major publications and stuff. <laughs> Isn't that right? Yeah. So uh, the last time I was down here, I um, had just finished a trip to Antarctica. And I actually, um, so I was thinking about the timing of the last time we were on the podcast because I got back from my last trip in uh, spring of 2019. Okay. Um, and I maybe I didn't know that that was going to be my last trip at the time, but yeah. I decided to kind of come home and settle in a little bit. And it ended up being a good timing because... Very shortly after I got home, uh, the major uprising in Chile happened. And so that impacted a lot of the logistics of the U.S. Antarctic program, which deploys out of Chile. Mm. Uh, Some of my friends got uh, stuck in a mob in the square in tear gassed when they were trying to get from the hotel to the ship. Jeez. Holy Um, shit. (laughs) And as of, you know, a few months ago, a friend of mine was down there and was telling me a story about how... They were getting transported to the airport after a research cruise, and they had to get out and walk the last half mile with all of their luggage because there was, like, a barricade of burning tires on the road because there's still wow. a fair amount of political upheaval. So so I missed out on all that, um, which I'm not sad about. Yeah. And then <laughs> COVID happened. Um, so it was a good time to be sticking closer to home and... In the meantime, <clears throat> yeah, you guys are homing up in Maine mm-hmm. right yeah, now, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I've been pursuing other things. I got certified as a scientific diver in Maine, um, which is pretty cool. And right now, I'm doing something unrelated to any of that, which is working for a small nonprofit manufacturing company that makes uh, insulating window inserts for people's homes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Important in Maine. It's very important. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, heating heating equity is a big issue up where we live. Yeah. A lot of people live in very old structures that have a lot of heat retention issues. And so the cost of heating oil um, can really have an impact on your budget especially if you're a low-income individual. And so what we do is provide these insulating inserts that uh, help resolve some of that and alleviate some of the, the cost of heating your home. The, the organization's called Window Dressers, incidentally. Oh, right on. Okay, Window <laughs> yeah, Dressers. Perfect. Right on. So, yeah, we can put a link in the show notes to that, too. Yeah, it's definitely worth checking out. Okay. Right on. And you guys uh, brought some questions today, I presume? We did. Oh. I made them. I locked them in a room, and I said, you don't get out. <laughs> no chicken wings until you're done. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I heard about your trip to Hog Bodies. Sounded oh, yeah. very delicious. We saw Mean Mark. <laughs> well, I don't like when he comes out. Yeah, I was going to say, before we get to see Mean Mark uh, with, for tonight's quiz, how about we go over our weekly wrap-up real quick? Ew. Okay, so this week at Trivia... For quiz number 515 at Point Ebell Brewing Company in Fort Myers, Florida. It started with Mally Rules in first place. Round two saw a shakeup at the top with Sister Sister featuring Arlo, Jordan, Greg, and York taking the lead. 
and not at the baseball game, picking up significant ground as well. But ultimately, it was Mally Rules who won the quiz, ending in first place with 101 points, not at the baseball game in second with 90 points, and Sister Sister and Company in third with 87 points. On May 4th, we had May the 4th Be With You Star Wars quiz. It was That sounded quiz- like a damn fart. I'm just <laughs> no, going to say it. No, it was this. I know, I know now, but so I wonder if the bike picked it up. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, I, I was I mean, fidgeting. I'm nervous. Joey may or may not have mentioned something about farts after she got here, <laughs> and so I thought she just ripped some impressive ass. I had some nachos before we ate, so there might be a little competition breakout. Well, we we'll just see. had seafood. We, she just had oh, fish tacos. Goodness. So you can just imagine those things would take the paint off the walls. If she ripped to right one of those, just lifted up that ass cheek and let one squeak out. <laughs> I wouldn't mind if we never discussed this again. <laughs> she might crack a window. <laughs> oh, my gosh. A window on the Millennium Falcon? Don't do that. You'll suffocate. It's out in outer space. Because we're talking about our Star Wars quiz. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's quiz number 516. What a great, what a great segue. <laughs> Thank you. At Ollie's Pub. I'm just like, on the Millennium Falcon? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I'm trying. Yeah, yeah. The quiz saw Live in La Vida Yoda successfully defend their initial position atop the leaderboard throughout the entire quiz. Total shutout victory, ending in first place with 122 points. As You Wish in second with 117 points. And Just the Sith in third with 49 points. So big jump there between second and, and third place. As You Wish almost getting it. Live in La Vida Yoda, one of the members of that team, is somebody who the last time I saw them at Trivia was at Bury Me Brewing. Holy shit. Yeah, he used to come in with his entire family. And he was looking for a Star Wars quiz on May 4th. And he was like, I wonder if No Nonsense is doing anything. And that's, that's he was like, oh, my gosh. So they, they came out and they, they kicked ass. Great. So congratulations to them. I also saw him, though, when I went to All Elite Wrestling in Fort Myers. He was working security at that show. So actually got a picture with him and John Lewis. <laughs> shot. So that was a good time. Anyways, shout out to them. Mark, how did your teams do at Nice Guys Pizza Trivia this week? They did well. Uh, the first round going to David Lynch's Scooby Dune, which is a uh, fitting name for the Dune trailer for the second installment of Dune. Have you seen it yet? I haven't seen the trailer now. Have you seen Dune, the first part? I of saw Dune? the first part. Yeah, uh, looks really good, man. Jeez, I'm excited. I I've never been much of a Dune guy. I I thought it was fine. But uh, I loved the first one, and the second installment looks killer. Um, now so you're a regular Dune Sayer. <laughs> you could say that. I gotta yeah, stop. I know, I know. I'm sorry, I should. But you won't. So I'm trying to be as supportive as I can. <laughs> Thank you. So David Lynch's Scooby Dune winning the first round of 14 <laughs> points. And I was surprised by Kristen and Fletcher and Chris and Chrissy, who came out to play as Mark's favorites, winning the second round with 34 points and the last round with 65 points narrowly beating out Whiskey Tango who had 64 points so they won not only uh, locally but also on Zoom Wow! so very very strong showing from them congratulations to them and to all of our other winning teams if you missed it and you'd like to join us for trivia soon Wednesdays we're live at Pointy Bell Brewing Company in Fort Myers Florida for no nonsense trivia challenge based on your category requests Please join us for your opportunity to win some free beer and bonus prizes and to suggest categories for next week's quiz, as well as to enjoy some tasty, tasty offerings from our weekly food vendor. Come play our weekly quiz at Pointy Bell Brewing Company starting at 7.30 p.m. every Wednesday. Thursdays, we're in Cape Coral at Ollie's Pub, also at 7.30 p.m. We can we hope that you can join us then for opportunities to win Ollie's gift cards. Free cards! Which you can use at the bar 
or in Stellar Records, the new record shop that's opened up. Mm-hmm. Or you can get a sandwich with that gift card if you sandwich. want. One of their many delicious sandwiches. I got a custom thing. Uh, they have a Uncle Jesse is the name of the, the sandwich. And it's like a me- Greek Mediterranean on like, uh, I don't. it's not potato bread, but it's a nice white bread. I, I'm not sure exactly which which type of bread it is. But this week I wanted some turkey on it. And I was like, Iris, could you just hook that up with some turkey? And she was like, yeah, we can customize it with anything that we got on hand here, you know, as an ingredient. So I got to take you guys to Ollie's to get a damn sandwich at that place because those sandwiches are fucking ridiculous. Sounds yeah. good to me. Yeah. They've got many options. Uh, I, I, I wanted to just tell you real quick. So mm-hmm. after, so Wet Boys reunited. Yes. And came there. Yeah. We came, we saw. You conquered. We conquered. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Kristen went through her purse to hunt down all the past Ollie's gift cards that we had won, but never used. Yeah. <laughs> and she has like 200 something dollars. Oh Ollie's my gosh. No. That she no. hasn't used. You didn't use them all at once, did you? We did. No, no of <laughs> oh, course not. Okay. We're not that kind of person. Yeah. Uh, we're not those kinds of people. But uh, It just but does a big detriment like, oh, to oops. the inventory oh, course, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, just to our but listeners. We, we were like, yeah, yeah. If you ever... If you ever win something over time and you kind of like, you know, I'd say like a week or two is the most, you know, don't just try and use them as you get them. And if you if you do collect them, use them sparingly over time. Do not just go there and get two hundred dollars worth of stuff (laughs) and then be like, (laughs) don't be that dick. (laughs) Yes. So you can try those sandwiches and other selections from the menu at Ollie's Pub every Thursday at 730 p.m. when we have our weekly quiz. And, of course, every week in Cape Coral, you can play Mark's Trivia on Wednesdays at Nice Guys Pizza or on Zoom starting at 8 p.m. For a link to the Zoom meeting, you can check the show notes or you can visit bit.ly. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash Nice Guys Pizza Trivia. Come on! And that will take you right to the Zoom meeting on Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. You can play Mark's Trivia live. And mark your calendars! For a special quiz on Saturday, May 27th, we're doing a fully themed gaming quiz at Ollie's Pub at 6 p.m. And then the following week, June 3rd, it's Trashy TV Trivia at Pointy Bell Brewing Company. That's also at 6 p.m. We're going to be asking you about Kardashians, Vanderpumps, Housewives, (laughs) both real and fake, Big Brothers, Survivors, all that kind of stuff. That's on... June 3rd, Trashy TV Trivia at Pointy Bell Brewing Company at 6pm. And please don't forget to follow No Nonsense Trivia on social media including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Reddit and join us on our Discord server to stay updated on all of our podcasts streams and events Join us Won't you That felt real good. <laughs> Did it sound real good? I won't be the judge, but it felt very harmonious. Yeah. Mm. We don't have the monitors on right now, so we'll just have to catch that in post. Yeah. yeah. So, Mark, uh, you were telling me you had uh, something going on at, at Trivia this week? Just a little funny story yeah. that was kind of uh, uh, kind of reminded me of a past story. It's kind of like a combination you and me story. So there was uh, there was a team that had seven people. It was a young lady's birthday, mm. and uh, they had seven people there. And I said, "Look, I have a limit of six. You have to bring your team up into two groups." There was no hu- must, no fuss. They were fine with doing it. They love to see it. So I go back around. I grab all the answer sheets, and they they both named their team something like 
Brianna's is that bitch or something. One team, though, spelled Brianna B-R-E-A-N-N-A. The other one spelled it B-R-E-A-N-A. Mm. Okay. It's a little strange. So I'm going through the answers. I'm going through the, the scores. And I go, which one of you is Brianna? She goes, me. How do you spell your name? And she starts immediately laughing. Like B-R-E-A-N-N-A. And, uh, or, I'm sorry. I think it was one N. I was like, well, did you know that the other team at your very table spelled your name wrong? <laughs> she was like, yeah, they've already crossed it out. They already feel bad. And I was like, they gave her the mark with a K. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my God. And so I was bad like, friends. how can how? Because I'm pretty sure the people on the team either were very, very close friends or related to her and spelled her name wrong. <laughs> and I was just absolutely flummoxed. And I was like, no, fuck that. <laughs> I was like, do not. Did you dock them points? I should have. Yeah, you should have. Yeah, it's always fun when you have teams split up in halves to watch them duke it out. Yeah, because you know if they're if they're fun about it, then it's like you hear them like taunting each other and stuff mm-hmm. as one pulls away from the other. Yep, I had a, a team of eight that I had to split up a couple weeks ago. They took it fine, and uh, yeah, they you competed, and they sat right next to each other, but they had their score was like eighty point difference between the two of them so there was uh there was definitely a power player on one team he like was coming up and like asking about the score and the difference between like second and third place and stuff like that Uh, so damn hey you know i I like it when they're interested oh that's what we're here for right that's what we're here to do my friend what we're here to do today is have a quiz that's pretty much the same exact thing (laughs) yes but (laughs) We're going to have a quiz after a break. Yes. Here, right now. And with Tim and Joey and you and me, and it's going to be a lot of fun after this break. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. This has already gotten weird. I felt like I just slid down something. I just, I just, <laughs> and not in a good what? way. Not in a good way. <laughs> what a troubling way to put it. All right. Look, I spoke while I was exhaling. Okay, I was trying to multitask. <laughs> anyway, try speaking while you're inhaling, Lee. See how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> NHL. NHL. National oh. Hockey League. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's my first uh, category <laughs> for you guys. Uh, first established in 1970, which NHL team out of New York is named after a type of weapon and is the oldest active team in the NHL to have never won a Stanley Cup? Uh, the Rangers? That's a New York. Nope. That's not a type of weapon. No, I know. I'm just... He's just sussing. I'm sussing. You let the man suss. New York hockey teams. That is a hockey team, right? I don't know. Uh, Okay. What else? What else is there? Yeah. I. I mean, I already know it. So I mean, I can. I can let you keep on sussing for fun, like a cat playing with a dead mouse, or I can just go ahead and let you know. Do you know what it is? I know exactly zero about anything related to hockey. Okay. There's a Buffalo team, right? Mm. Oh, I'm getting somewhere. Mm. Uh, Buffalo. Mm Hmm. 
Buffalo oh, the team, buffalo. which come out tonight. Come out tonight. <laughs> the buffalo <laughs> something or others. Shring. Shring, shring. See, I Saber? thought it might be. Hey. Yeah, that's correct. Buffalo Sabres. Oh, Very correct. good. Right. You like that hint? Shring, shring, shring. That's a good one. I did a little mm-hmm. wrist thing. You did. There was a flourish. There you mm-hmm. go. Yeah. There you go. I did it. Well, I'll presume that you knew that, Mark, because you did kind of confirm it when he said it. Yeah. You never proved that you knew it. I mean, Tim <laughs> did come up with it on his own technically there, but I believe you. I believe you. How about a question? Oh, I'd love to. The International Balloon Fiesta is the world's largest air balloon festival and is located in what southwestern U.S. city? Hmm. The International Balloon Fiesta is the world's largest (laughs) air balloon festival and is located in what southwestern U.S. city? Well, the first southwestern city that jumps into my mind is Albuquerque. That was the same thing that jumped into my mind, although I have no reason for believing that. I don't either. Damn. It's just yeah. a feeling. Yeah. Mm, okay. I got a feeling. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's uh, it's an old city with a lot of history to it. You a lot know? of space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Since it's New Mexico, they You're can gonna get away look with up. calling it a fiesta. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Pretty flat there. Mm-hmm. Seems like it would be ideal for a... Balloon Fest? When he said Fiesta, I started thinking Mexico. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so, yeah, New Mexico. When, once he said U.S. city, I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I like it. Okay. I think right. we should go with it. Yeah, you don't want to... Las Vegas? we talk about maybe? other I mean, Southwest cities? Las Vegas has a lot of events, usually. Oh. I don't know much about mm-hmm. ballooning. What else is in I the I feel Southwest? like if it was in I don't know Las Vegas... <laughs> I've been thinking that I really need to take you to that part of the country. Yes. I feel like it's my duty as your spouse to show you everything that's west of the Mississippi before yes. you get to the Pacific Ocean. I need to see some deserty things. Yeah. Desert-y Have you ever places. gone to the West Coast at all? Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been to every state on both coasts. Okay. Mm-hmm. So does but the not Southwest. much in the middle of the country. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. But I, 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 my geography of the southwestern U.S. is pretty poor. Um, so I'd be hard-pressed to name another town even in New Mexico, although I feel pretty strongly that this is probably in New Mexico, right? I mean, fiesta, it's, you know, it's a Spanish word, and it's possible. You know, I mean, there's a lot of you know, Spanish that's used in the southwest, but um, I don't know. There's just I, there was something magical about yeah. both you guys saying that it was the first thing <laughs> yeah, that came to your mind. We, we don't know. It could we be, share our brain because yeah, we spend so, too much Salt time Lake together. City, so we could just Reno, be barking up the same you know, wrong tree. <laughs> but, shit, right. but I would go. Let's. I would say Albuquerque because any other guess is it's like throwing a dart sure. at a map. Exactly. But, yeah. Albuquerque. You guys got good brains, Albuquerque. Yeah. yeah. yeah nice. How wild! I mean, you, there's there's Arizona. There's so many yeah, other states with cities in them, but just, Albuquerque just jumped out to you. I just yeah, felt it. Weird. All right, fine. No one could see it, but the you know those like <laughs> static electricity balls. There's like one of those purple lightning bolts going. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, that rules. Yeah. There's like a scene in Waking Life about this. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> I gotta revisit something that. about yeah. cross oh, I'll tell you solving. about me watching it with a couple of friends of mine, <laughs> and it was an interesting experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim, why don't you ask us a question? All right, uh, I've got a Jaws question for you. Oh, Shark Wait, Jaws! Is this the one I have to recuse myself from? Is this about Jaws the no. movie or about Shark Jaws the video game? Uh, the movie. Okay. okay. So I don't know what 
how big of fans you guys are. Joey's a pretty big fan. By, um, I'm a fan of you talking to <laughs> that association. <laughs> All right. So mm-hmm. people often refer to the shark in the movie Jaws as Jaws. While the shark did not have an official name, it was named on set by the crew, by the film crew. The shark was named after director Steven Spielberg's lawyer at the time. What was that name? And I'm looking for just a first name. I know this answer um, right away, so I don't <coughs> oh, want to. I, I don't want to kill the sus. <laughs> well, this is kind of like the Buffalo Sabers thing, so let us yeah. kind of kick it around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got any? I also know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> Let me th- throw some noise at names that sound lawyerish to me. <laughs> Gilbert. No. <laughs> James. <laughs> Philip. Uh, Douglas. No. No. You know, I once had a debate with some friends of mine back when I was in high school about this name because they insisted that it was the manliest of all names. Mm-hmm. And I think that it is not a manly name because when mm. I think of this name, I think of more effeminate types of people. What's I guess. the first letter? Funny you should say that because uh, we were just discussing that yesterday in the car, Mark. Were we, we were listening to Ween. <laughs> well, this is a name that they actually j- did change um, a character, a famous character that is, oh, is named it this. No, nope. but it's uh, it's the name of another famous character that when they did a TV adaptation of, they changed the character's name from uh, uh, what it is to. I think David is the huh. new name that they. Oh wow! They oh, gave interesting. Him. Mm-hmm. You're just I I you know you're out here on the raft and oh, yeah. we are we are just and like I'm getting circled hungry by a hungry sharks fins by, to the left by a by fins a giant to the right shark named George <laughs> oh no 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 all right what is it it's Bruce Bruce oh yes okay. and I was talking yes. about Bruce very, Banner very David good. Banner I think is okay. what they called him on the Incredible okay. Hulk TV show yes yeah. oh all right, Bruce all right. yes that's right okay yeah. Bruce. Good and that's uh, when I when I go to Universal Studios, they have the the shark hanging up. Um, they don't have the Jaws attraction anymore, but they still have the the shark hanging up that you can go visit. And I always call that shark Bruce, but in lore, that's not even Jaws. That's the tiger yeah. shark, I think. Or uh, is it a tiger shark? They that's get correct, that they they yeah. think it's the uh, they oh, think it's the killer shark. Wait a minute. Now this is Universal. Yes. Um, well, so there's a. There's so there were three Bruce's made for the movie, three yeah. mechanical sharks. Right, three um, made for TV three Bruce's, Bruce's is a Wallflowers album, I think. <laughs> but one, just just two, recently, um, a fourth one was discovered or rediscovered or what have you. Um, I think in a junkyard or something like that. Oh, okay. Um, it wound up. It just kind of got forgotten about, and it was yeah. in bad disrepair. Um, this is not what like one of the the uh, uh, animatronics or it's like a fiberglass model. That's right. You know. Yeah. Is it hanging from a ceiling? It's it's hang- it's outside. It's like okay. So it's that, kind of like in the movie. They I have think, it up on a hook. Okay, that's a different one then. Yeah. So this one is actually made from the mold that gotcha. the three original ones were made from. Oh, okay. So it wasn't in the movie, but it's considered a real. Bruce, right? An official Bruce, yes. Real Bruce, uh, and it's the only one left. <laughs> it's the, authentic Bruce. The, the other three were destroyed. So, gotcha. So there's one left. I forget where it is. I think that the movie company or somebody affiliated some uh, 
entity affiliated with making the movie now owns it, and it's on display for the public. Oh, okay. So the one you're talking about, I don't know. Maybe it was the tiger shark. Yeah, yeah it's I, it's just like a, a prop piece. But yeah. you, even though they got rid of the Jaws attraction, they kept that there. And I, whenever like I see it, I go, "Oh, that's Bruce." But now that you mention it, that's not Bruce. That's yeah. just you know the random shark that they they try to pin it on so at the, the beginning of the movie. So the tiger shark that was in the movie mm-hmm. was actually shipped up from Florida. Oh yeah, it was oh, wow. caught and killed in Florida, and then. Uh, used in the movie on Martha's Vineyard. So by the time it got up there, it, it was very, very rotten. <laughs> yeah, it was stinking up the whole. It, the I whole mean, set. judging by the actors' reactions, it looks <laughs> like it. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And oh. you can you can actually tell looking at it in the movie if like if you're familiar with <laughs> fish and their states of decay, you can tell that it's not freshly caught. Oh yeah. But. So when they spill its guts all over the dock, it, did they just cut open a rotten shark? And that like, I don't know. Oh, because that would have been. Extra I doubt gross. it. Yeah. I doubt they did. Yeah, because they have all those props and stuff. And they talk probably. about pressure. It's like you got one shot. <laughs> you <laughs> open up these stinky ass guts. You got. You yeah. fucking better go at it. Give it your all. Yeah, Joey. Oh yeah. Would you? <laughs> Oh, yes. Would you please ask us a question? I will. I have to say, before I get into this, uh, the last time that we were on the show, I had been going to pub trivia pretty regularly and like listening to the show a lot, listening to a couple of other trivia shows. And that my little my little trivia brain has not been well tended to uh, recently. And so I kind of had to get out a machete and like bushwhack those neural pathways open again to get back into like, how do you ask trivia questions or interact with people? I've also been working by myself a lot lately. I was like, how do I have, I was like, can I have a conversation with people? I'm not sure. So anyway, that's so these all. are going to suck. It's going yeah. great so far. <laughs> this is my, my caveat, which I guess you're not supposed to do, but anyway, no, no um, caveat away. <laughs> so here's my first question. The 1993 film Jurassic Park can be forgiven for its misrepresentation of this dinosaur due to the fact that definitive fossil evidence of its feathered appendages was not unearthed until 1998. What is the dinosaur? Well, now you know that I know what the answer is. Oh, heck, you know what? (laughs) You know, I completely forgot that we've been watching the same dinosaur shows together. (laughs) See, I'm telling you. We are never having couples on this fucking show again. Every goddamn time. I'm telling you. Either they just outwardly go, hey, look at my questions. What do you think? Or they ask questions about the same things that they're watching together. It's like, remember last night we were eating the same cheesy puffs and watching the same documentary? memory about fucking Michael Creighton. I guarantee you, <laughs> and then he, was he will have no puffs. idea the answers to the other two questions. Well, I think so. I guess well, can, can I hear your question one more time? Okay, sure, sure. Uh, the 1993 film Jurassic Park can be forgiven for its misrepresentation of this dinosaur due to the fact that definitive evidence of its feathered appendages was not unearthed until 1998. Definitive evidence. Okay. I was going to say, because I thought they were mm-hmm. all feathered. But uh, to have definitive evidence. Yeah. Well, there's one and in particular that I think is... Fine question, by the way, Joey. Yes. That was dog shit. This is good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I mean, I know it seems very obvious, but the T-Rex, mm-hmm. to me, is kind of jumping out. I know that the T-Rex is definitely related to the chicken. Yep. Um, That's We covered that early, like first or second episode. Yeah. Of the show. Um, it could be Velociraptor. 
but I'm feeling pretty good about Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yeah, I know the Velociraptor is uh, not represented accurately in terms of its size. Mm. I think it's much smaller, mm. or was much smaller in, yeah. in re- reality. Right. Um, looks like a giant chicken. <laughs> no, so, giant turkey is what he says. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. he's right, and that's why there's feathers. So, are we right? We'll, we'll ask you before we go to her. <laughs> Because you're allowed to suss with us, I guess. Mm. No? <laughs> no, you're not right. Okay, okay. Well, look, good. Good. I mean, at least we can do this semi-fair. Yeah. You know? um, well, there's the uh, Dilophosaurus. Dilophosaur. Well, it's not. So we know it's not. It, it It's not Tyrannosaurus, right? I don't think those are feathered and they don't look very bird-like. Well, no, they're related to chickens, though, right? Aren't well, they trying to reverse engineer a T-Rex from chickens? Isn't that the thing that... Uh, well, I'm talking about, like, animals that it's not... Like, dinosaurs that it wouldn't be. And a Tyrannosaurus... Or, I'm sorry. I was going to say, didn't you already Triceratops, say... Triceratops yeah, is what I meant to say. <laughs> oh, um, okay. So, not Triceratops, not Brontosaurus, or whatever the Brontosaurus was before it wasn't the Brontosaurus, the uh, Apatosaurus, I think. Mm-hmm. Um... Can you imagine what the Tyrannosaurus would look? Uh, not Tyrannosaurus. The uh, yeah, me Triceratops. Too. I, tr- trust me. I Can you imagine you. what that would look like with feathers? It's like a big old <laughs> headdress. <laughs> is it? Is it Velociraptor? Okay. I, I <laughs> something with short arms because those are like usually their little wing flappers. Yeah, I guess. Sure. <laughs> We're gonna say. Velociraptor. Velociraptor. You are correct. Hey, well, well done. Yeah. Thank okay. you, Tim. Well, and that, also, <laughs> that works out very well with the size as well. Yeah. Because we were saying because it's smaller. Yeah. So it makes it, you know, yep. I mean, Tyrannosauruses are huge. And while uh, there's a lot of theorizing right now about what dinosaurs might have looked like, there's, you know, as we keep digging, we find more and more fossil evidence. And in 1998, there was a dig in Mongolia and they found the arm bone of a velociraptor. And it had... Um, uh, oh gosh, I forget what the word is, but it, there's something that's present on the bone when uh, an appendage has feathers. Oh, okay. And they're like nubbins that the feathers go into that are in the bone. So, right. so this was unmistakable physical evidence that velociraptors must have had feathers. Okay. Um, and so now a lot of depictions of them show them with little like feathery wings on their forearms. Um, but Jurassic Park, I think, is really stuck with the whole lizard appearance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've. It's. I mean, it's. It's sci-fi, I guess. You know, so they're. They're. They can write any any way and say, oh, it's part of the amphibian DNA. You know. And, yeah. And I, oh, yeah, yeah. Totally. And totally. I have to say, the the show that we've been watching. What's it called? It's the uh, David Attenborough's Prehistoric Planet. Right. Right. Oh, if it's really good. If, if they're at all accurate <laughs> in, in Jurassic their, Park, mm-hmm. if they're at all accurate in that show with their depiction of the Velociraptor. I would say that even if it was known back when they made Jurassic Park, it's they should have just taken artistic license because yeah. they are not very scary. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fair enough. Lee. All right. Here's my next question for you guys. 2000s R&B is the category. Okay. Beginning with 2001's You Remind Me. Which Atlanta-based male R&B artist had more number one hits than any other artist or group on Billboard's R&B charts in the 2000s decade? Hmm. 
You remind me. I, Beginning with 2001's You Remind Me. This is not the... <laughs> it's, I hear you remind me and I think of... Uh, was it Nickelback? <laughs> this is how you <laughs> That's immediately what I thought. Chad Kroger is the short answer. Do either of you know that song that no. Lee's referring to? No. Oh, guys, I'm not even sure. Atlanta-based. So the first person that came to mind, though I don't think he would... The first person that came to mind was R. Kelly, because I think he's based out of Atlanta. Mm. Okay. R&B, but I don't think he would have R. Kelly as the answer, because R. Kelly is a piece of dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> and if you listen to R. Kelly still, get your fucking shit on straight and stop it. Because <laughs> gross. There's no need of it. Would you make R. Kelly the answer? Well, R. Kelly was much bigger <laughs> in like the 90s, right? At least got like, a yeah. quite, an interesting expression on stuff. his face right now. Um. <laughs> Can can I hear the question again? No. Yeah. Beginning with 2001's You Remind Me, which Atlanta-based male R&B artist had more number one hits than any other, other artist or group on Billboard's R&B charts in the 2000s decade? Wow. God damn. I feel like we should know this. Hmm. I just was not listening to modern R&B at the time. No. Yeah. I was just leaving Table 9, mm-hmm. just starting to play in... And great four, another band that I'll be playing with this weekend, tonight, <laughs> and tomorrow. Tonight, tonight, tonight. <laughs> Listening to loads of At getting, getting pizza, very much into hardcore, <laughs> or you know, like post-hardcore mathy stuff. Two mm-hmm. thousands R and B was the furthest thing from my fucking mind. Yeah. Um. Well, so, so what about one of like the. Like one of the boy band people gone solo. Like um, that's a possibility. Justin Timberlake or uh, who's the other? I don't know any other. Uh, <laughs> like Lance Bass. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's one of the ones. I don't think of. that either one of them would have had the staying power to. Well, Justin Timberlake is. He still does. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. But, uh, is he from Atlanta? Oh no! I don't no. think so. I think most of those boy bands are from Orlando or well the guy was probably from like California or Florida. Mm-hmm. Um good catch. I mean Atlanta I'm thinking it's a black artist. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of black artists that come out of Atlanta. Right. CeeLo? I don't even know who he that is. He was in he's he was uh he was in Goody Mob? Mhm. Um definitely an R&B singer. Um, and also started doing Gnarls Barkley with okay. DJ Danger Mouse. Okay. Yeah, me, I'm crazy. Oh, also yeah. a creepo. Mm. Also, do you know what he said? Mm. He no. also said that if a woman is too drunk to consent, you can have sex with her and it's not rape because she can't say no. Oh, Ew. wow. That's bad. Yeah, he did say that. <laughs> oh. Jeez. So... He apologized a lot. <laughs> I don't know if you can apologize <laughs> yeah. enough yeah. Yeah. for saying shit That's, like that. I don't know if you can fair. come back from that He one. looks like a little fat gremlin, too, <laughs> which is very weird. Uh, He's got a crazed look. And this is coming from a fat man. I don't know if I look like a gremlin, but... I would not say you look like a gremlin. Thank Mark. you. That's very kind of you. Uh, can you read that one more time? Where are we? What's going on? <laughs> Beginning... <laughs> <laughs> is the CeeLo? Is it R. Kelly? 
Which are you getting, asking a question about a Grossman? Beginning with 2001's You Remind Me, which Atlanta-based male R&B artist had more number one hits than any other artist or group on Billboard's R&B charts in the 2000s decade? Oh, Brian man. McKnight? Oh, man. Is that somebody? Sure. <laughs> Do you want to guess that? I mean, we're running out of options. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know if he could be. I mean, he could be it. We're gonna say. Do you want to say it? Sure. We'll say it. Brian McKnight. No, it's not Brian McKnight. Wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Usher oh. is the answer. Usher. Yes. Damn. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> I think of Usher as a '90s guy, but I don't know. A '90s guy. Yeah, but I also he, think of he, him as a rapper. He I guess, started. Yeah, I mean, kind of he he anyway. broke out in the '90s for sure. But the 2000s decade was yes, clearly very yeah. very strong for him as a uh, solo performer. Hmm. Well, I mean, he he came into the market as a solo performer, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Here is your last yeah. question for me, and the last yeah. question <laughs> of the first round. Nicholas Rose 1703 play the Fair Penitent. Originated what character whose name has since referred to a seducer of women? Nicholas Rose, 1703 play The Fair Penitent. Originated what character whose name has since referred to a seducer of women? What is it? Can you spell the last name of the playwright? R-O-W-E. R-O-W-E. Now you know it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the first thing that jumps to mind is Don Juan. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking, too. Mm-hmm. I was also thinking Lothario, but that's a character within, mm. I think, um, um, Don Quixote. Yeah. I think there's like a, a play within Don Quixote that is about this character named Lothario. Mm-hmm. Mm. So that's not this author. So Don Juan is yeah. the next thing that comes to mind. There might so, be some other guesses, though. I, I got nothing. No? <laughs> I'm trying to think of other Seducer famous of historical women. seducers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, Rasputin is a famous historical seducer, but not a fictitious one. Mm-hmm. So would not be the one in the play. Don Juan sounds legit to me. Mm. But, it, I mean, it sounds like this play was written by an Englishman. Would he have come up with a name like Don Juan? Yeah, why not? <laughs> hmm. The Fair Penitent. wonder if there's anything we can pull from that context. Like, the Fair Penitent. So, Penitent is someone who is, uh, like, regretful of their sins, right? Or trying to make amends for their sins. And Fair yeah. Penitent, to me, makes me think of, like, like Fair Maiden, Fair, like... like yeah, pretty or... Yeah. Youthful... Which is an interesting name for a play that apparently features a famous seducer of mm-hmm. women. Mm. Fabio. <laughs> That's where he got his name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From an old play. I mean, he said I, it was a play, right? Yeah. Yeah. It also makes me think of Tartuffe. Um, but that's a French play. Hmm. Um, but that that one is about uh, Tartuffe is a a guy who poses as a uh, pious religious 
philosopher and he uh, ends up living in this well-to-do French home. And I think he like seduces the wife and causes all this chaos. But like the patriarch of the family is completely snowed by his appearance as a as a fair penitent, one might say. But um, but Tartuffe- I've never heard of anybody called a Tartuffe, though. Yeah, yeah I know. I he's know. a regular Tartuffe. <laughs> yeah. Dan will yeah. come and try and fuck your wife. Watch out. He's a real Tartuffe. <laughs> Yeah, you know, when you put it like that, I feel pretty confident <laughs> about Don Juan. <laughs> yeah, let's go with Don Juan. Yeah. Okay? Don Juan. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that's incorrect. Oh. Oh. Is it Tartuffe? It, that's also incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are going to hate me. The correct answer is Lothario. No! Oh. Is it really? So the eponym Lothario, this is from Wikipedia, meaning a man who seduces women, stems from the character in this play. Oh. However... A character named Lothario as a seducer predates the play. First appeared in 1605 in Miguel de Cervantes' novel Don Quixote. Uh, that was a good poly. <sighs> but specifically, Lothario, meaning a seducer of women, stems from this play with oh, this character. I only named knew Lothario. half the story. Yeah. Damn. You almost knew too much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you didn't know that, you might be like, well, Lothario is a possible answer. I don't yeah. know where it came from. I mean, that, that was a deep pull. I was impressed when you came up with it. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, way to go. Maybe and next time. And you suck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ooh, let, yeah. Let's take a break. That's just what I was thinking. Damn. It's that Damn. time, though. That was you're in my mm-hmm. Albuquerque. <laughs> yeah. We're going to Albuquerque. <laughs> and we'll be right back. Yes. It's time for some no notes. No, 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 did I learn something? And yes, because originally we said it was Taekwondo, which is not Japanese. That's Korean and judo mm. being the, the correct answer there. So I think that's, you know, that's a pretty long time in between questions or episodes. So I feel good about that. I good. retained it. Yeah. Yeah. And then we got a uh, no note here from our uh, our new Rumpelsnailskin, Christy, who writes, hello from the eastern upper peninsula of Michigan. Yeah, the oopers. <laughs> You're an ooper, right? Is that what the, the term Uper. is? Uper. Uper. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Not an ooper decker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, Christy writes, I listen to you guys religiously on my Monday morning commutes. I just signed up to be a Snailskin. Wish I could do more because your content is worth every minute. If I'm ever in the area, I'm going to stop in and check out a live game. Yes. That's awesome, Christy. Please do. Yeah. Come on down. By the way, can you send me the link to the Zoom game you mentioned on your last episode? I didn't realize I could be playing online and would love to jump in if my schedule allows. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Keep up the good work, guys. Your loyal fan from the North, Christy. 
Thanks, Christy. Yeah, I will drop the note, but you know, you can just listen here. It's bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash Nice Guys Pizza Trivia, Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. That is the uh, the Zoom trivia with Mark. 8 p.m. Eastern, Eastern Standard yes. Time. I don't know where in the north you are. The Uper, the Uper oh, yeah, Peninsula. The Uper, of course. So that's, that's Central she's, Time. She's practically Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Nothing wrong with that, Christy. It's okay. You can <laughs> yeah. be Canadian. Mm-hmm. Hop on the Zoom. And uh, thanks for the support as well. Now, in the words of Quizmaster Mark on the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast, mm. two rights make a wrong. You being right and you writing in. Mm-hmm. If you'd like to write us with a missed correction, a rate to my question, or even just a little no note. Tiny. You can write to us at nononsensetrivia at gmail.com or call us at one nine two nine three five six sixty nine six six or find us on social media. And if you have yet to do so, please take a moment to give our show a rating and a review on Apple, Spotify. Mark just yeah. reviewed the show himself. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Uh, this episode now has a theme. Okay, I just need to point out that when Mark was reacting earlier, was me fidgeting with a piece of elastic? What just happened was Was, not someone fidgeting with a piece of elastic. No, I had a big piece of plastic, too. (laughs) No. It was a big rubber band. (laughs) The kind they uh, close up lobsters claws with. It reminds me of this video I saw. Just review our show, please. Mark, can you ask a a trivia question? (laughs) Beaumont Livingston, Louis Gara, and Ordell Robbie are characters in which Quentin Tarantino movie? Oh, I know this one. One more time? Probably my favorite. Beaumont Livingston, Louis Gara, and Ordell Robbie are characters in which Quentin Tarantino movie? Am I a bad spouse because I don't know what your favorite Quentin Tarantino movie is? Uh, I mean, no. <laughs> I quote it all the time, but that doesn't mean anything. You quote so many movies exactly. all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Most of which I haven't seen. Right. <laughs> hmm. I have no idea. I have, a, a, I guess, a guess, but I, I have no idea. Is this an older one? Uh, what do you consider older? 90s? Yes. Is it Jackie Brown? That's the one. Okay. Mm-hmm. There you have it. Is Ordell Samuel L. Jackson's character? Yes. Okay. Yes. That Jackie is correct. Brown. Jackie right. Brown. Wow, I didn't know you uh, had a, such a deep love for that. I <laughs> love that movie. It is a very, very underrated movie when you it's absolutely, positively need to everything every about last it. motherfucker in the movie. <laughs> everything about it is so perfect. It is very, very good. Every, there's like so many good one-liners. Robert De Niro's great the, in The it. acting's amazing. Yeah. The story's amazing. Pam Greer. Yeah. Just absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. That was uh, Tarantino at his best, in my opinion. Wow. That's a good deep cut movies question, too. Yeah. I, I don't think that that's a movie that comes to the top of people's minds. I think only one or two teams got it out of like 20. Okay. A lot of people wow. guessing like Django Unchained mm-hmm. because the name's like Beaumont. You yeah. know, it oh, sounds yeah. That was very... exactly the first movie that I thought of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Which is what and I love I, about I it. I had to double back and I was like, maybe that's Jackie Brown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I have a biochemistry question to kick off round two. In biochemistry, what is the term for a protein that acts as a catalyst for accelerating chemical reactions? 
In biochemistry, what is the you term for so a protein excited. that acts as a catalyst for accelerating chemical reactions? I'm excited because one way or another, I'm about to learn something. Damn. <laughs> hey, and that's a real fucking trivia lover. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't lose. All right. You either don't do well and learn something, mm-hmm. or you do do well and you win something. You, you win do. or you learn. You can't lose. There you go. Ah, uh, but I, I'm sorry, Lee. Can you read it one more time? Absolutely. In biochemistry, what is the term for a protein that acts as a catalyst for accelerating chemical reactions? So, Joey, what exactly is a protein? I thought you knew stuff about biology. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, I, I don't think that I could explain what a protein is. I think of proteins as something that occur in chains. Earlier today, I was watching a video of a certain type of protein, like moving something along a like nerve channel or something. It was like this little dude that had legs and was walking, and it was like a very, very, very zoomed in microscopic. She's on vacation, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) (laughs) This is what she's doing on vacation: is watching videos about Uh, explaining what a protein is as a little man. I try to watch videos to understand something for trivia while I'm doing trivia. And I'm like, enough of this shit. I turn it off. Two minutes in. All right, I know how to explain conjunction now. We're good. Is the little man in the room right now? (laughs) Um, A protein that is used to accelerate. Is a catalyst for what? Accelerating chemical reactions. Huh. This little man's working overtime. For you and your chemical reactions. I, I feel know. like we're putting all our eggs in your basket. I know, yeah. and you know it's, it's a very holy yeah. basket. There's not like holy things basket? are falling through the bottom. <laughs> um, I don't know. I I want to say enzyme, but I don't even know if an enzyme is technically a protein. We're gonna say enzyme. Yeah, let's do it. That's correct. <laughs> 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 Well done. <laughs> this motherfucker just said, I want to say enzyme, but I don't even know it's a protein. It was right. Well done. I will say that was an excellent example of a built-in hint because I had no idea. I was like, I don't, I can't even explain what a protein is, a let alone name one. built-in hint? No, there was a good no, Come on, the Mark, what are you talking hint. about? The built-in hint <laughs> he, is... He doesn't think there's a built-in hint there. No, the no, built-in I... hint is that it accelerates reactions because I was like, well, that's what enzymes do. Oh. That is the most nerdiest built-in hint of all <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah, no That's doubt. a built-in hint specifically for like biochemist <laughs> majors. It's a little B. <laughs> It's, it's, it's tiny. Like, it's as small as yeah. an enzyme. Yeah, it's a little dude. Oh, got me over the finale, little dude. <laughs> I gotta find that video. It's so I cool. know. <laughs> I want to take that video and animate like the little dude like waving at you. <laughs> He's got like a pretty like sweet swagger. Yeah. Bleep bleep Tim Timmy Tim Tim Timmy Tim Tim Sharu. All right. I fucked that all up. The development and refinement of the types of beer that we enjoy today is credited to several parts of Europe. But beer was actually first made by the Sumerians around 4000 BC in a region of the Middle East that is part of modern-day Iraq. What was this region called? Uh, I think I know. Um, well, it's not it's, a definite answer, so that's good. Uh, 
I believe that a location in this region was used in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Okay. Hmm. You won't. Should I say what I think it is? <laughs> Are you giving us a hint? <laughs> the first like, thing that came to my this mind is like was trickle down yeah. trivia. <laughs> it's like the Fertile Crescent. That was what. That's what I'm thinking. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, because that's Sumeria, mm-hmm. and also it was called the Fertile Crescent because they could grow shit there. Have like, ever in history grains. has there been a crescent that is so likely to get pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> the fecund crescent. <laughs> so, so prepared. Just so eggy. Oh, <laughs> rife with eggs. Just ovulating fucking overtime. No, no. We'll say fertile crescent. <laughs> I'm sorry. The answer is Mesopotamia. Oh, oh damn. Okay. So Overshot it. Less Mother specific fuck. region. Less specific yeah. region. Okay. Oh. Okay. Beer yeah. was invented by the by the Sumerians in Mesopotamia. Yeah, they, and they actually invented drinking straws around really? the same time. Yeah, because I I I think it was they were on a sample what was at the bottom without having to like filter it out of like the giant vats and stuff. So they yeah, that was uh, did they use like reeds basically, or did they actually make straws? I'm not. I you know they were very, very environmentally con- conscious, so they were like <laughs> reusable stainless steel. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure. You should worry about the turtles. <laughs> like, I'm not exactly sure what they were using. We're in the Iron Age, but mm-hmm. we figured out. It probably wasn't steel. plastic, though. Use not a straw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Uh, here is my question. Is it Joey's turn? Oh. Is it me and then you're, you have the last Oh, one you're right. No, yeah. wait a minute. No, Joey went. No, not on this round. What the fuck? What the yeah, fuck? Hold up. You're trying to skip me, Mark? I would never. Okay, because I thought we were friends. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> uh, precocial birds, such as chickens, and altricial birds, such as robins, are Whoa, placed Ica. into... Good job. <laughs> are, <laughs> are placed into these categories based on what reproductive adaptation? You're going to have to hit me again. Mm. <laughs> Precocial birds, such as chickens, and altricial birds, such as robins, are placed in these categories based on what reproductive adaptation? Could it be fucking cloaca? Hmm. Is that a reproductive adaptation? Uh, no, eggs come out of there. I guess it's not. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's something that has to do with the eggs themselves. Like they're, well, chickens, they have, do they have naturally white eggs? I know they have naturally brown eggs, but do some chickens lay white eggs as well? Well, clearly, yes. right? That's why we have white they're eggs. They're not like bleached or colored no. or something like no, that. No, no, no. Sprayed down. No. When they're like, you know, working on the flu shot and they're using those, they just don't spray it down and it turns <laughs> white. Like those will be the white eggs. They spray paint them. <laughs> Banksy gets all their eggs white. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the National Endowment's for, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> These ones are good to go. Precocial. Mm-hmm. That's a chicken. And then... At... Al... Al... Altricial. Altoid? Altricial. Altricial, <laughs> Altricial mm-hmm. like robins. 
Mm-hmm. Can you spell precocial? P-R-E-C-O-C-I-A-L. Wait, so precocial means what? That's sort chicken of what like. I'm asking. Chicken yeah. like. <laughs> <laughs> so, so chickens are precocial and robins are altricial. What's that mean? What, that's what she's asking. <laughs> well, how do you spell altricial? A-L-T-R-I-C-I-A-L. A lot of C's where you'd think there would be a T. Mm. Precocial is C-O-C-I-A-L. Mm-hmm. Altricial is C-I-A-L. Mm-hmm. Precocial and altricial. I will no, say, no, no, don't. Well, no, no, no. This isn't. Then so put it in your damn question. Oh my Joey. god! <laughs> oh my god! I I'm can... gonna start yelling at everybody who gives us a hint afterward. I don't want it. Well, I, I will <laughs> put say, it in your fucking question. I had an alternate <laughs> writing of this question that may have given a little bit more direction to the sus, so I can well, kind of. It would have been nice that. to have it in the fucking. <laughs> but then place. I was like, maybe it gives too much away. So anyway, well, and then you, you realize if, how dumb we are, and you're like. <laughs> Ooh, these poor fucking saps. Uh, if you want that alternate version, I, w- I can give it to you. But do you do you think it has to? You, you've heard about like ducks, right? And how they have Mm-mm. like the corkscrew dicks. Oh yeah, because the uh, female ducks have evolved to defend themselves against like rape. So the right. the cork it, it's like their penises have been modified. When will humans catch up? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think it's like that? Do you think it could be something like that? Like uh, reproductive adaptation. Is that a reproductive adaptation? Hmm. I would definitely consider that a reproductive adaptation. What is that called? Isn't there it wasn't there morphology? something that happened? There was a question about chickens. Dinosaurs. Where they have like their testicles on the outside or something. Under what? their wings. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. It was some weird shit like that. You're like eating chicken wings and then boom. <laughs> chicken nuts. Get a mouthful of testy. Um, precocial. Would those be wing nuts? <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> where they come from. <laughs> when you I go to the hardware store and buy them, that, that's the part of the chicken that they come from, right <laughs> under the wing. Precocial. So before precocial, before kosial, C O C I A L. Altricial? When I think of Al, A-L as a, as a prefix. Altruistic? Al, altricial? Always. Ah, mm-hmm. <laughs> hmm. oh, man, I don't know. Um, can I hear it one more time? Chickens are precocial. Precocial birds, <laughs> such as chickens... And altricial birds, such as robins, are placed in these categories based on what reproductive adaptation. And I feel that if I was going to change one word in this, I would change reproductive to developmental. Mm. Hmm. What is reproductive and also development? Do you think it's like the the time that the like the the bird chick is in the egg emerges? Yeah, I think that's a good guess. Mm-hmm. Gestation period, egg gestation. 
What what say you, Tim? Or would it have something to do with um how long it takes the man to come? <laughs> well, like chicken eggs require they have to be really warm, right? Like the chicken has to be sitting there all the time. It could be it could and, be temperature that is needed. Other birds leave the nest. Oh yeah, like robins. Like well, do they or do they sit on the eggs as long as they're in there? I don't I think robins leave their Eggs behind a lot. I think so, too. They're, like, sought after by predators and stuff like that. Right. Um, yeah. That I, would that would be my guess. Something to do with oh, the, okay. the temperature of the eggs. So how long the, the bird nurses the... Is that what you'd call it? Nursing the egg? Like, sitting on the egg? Tends to? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Incubate? Incubate, that's the word. <laughs> Incubation temperature. Yeah. <laughs> Mark? I mean, it's good. It's just as good a guess as anything. Mm-hmm. The temperature, I guess, could, you know, the gestation will depend on the temperature, I suppose. Yeah, so, we, I mean, we talked about, like, duration, like, time duration, and we've talked about temperature. So mm-hmm. I, I feel like temperature is what a good one, though. What about thickness of egg? Oh. Mm-hmm. Like the thickness of the shell? Don't throw me off. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's hard to gauge, though, because chicken eggs are a lot larger. So naturally... But robin would... eggs are a lot thinner, right? Right, so but they're smaller, so relative could to Could it the... be size? Could it be egg size? Mm, I don't think so. No. I would go I'm something bigger, about like, like how, ostriches like or something. People talk about how mm. thin robin eggs are. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm trying to think of, like... Or I'm trying to think of like differences now between chicken eggs and robin eggs, right? Mm-hmm. Because she mentioned those two specifically, right? So what big difference do we, do we have between the two? Are robin eggs robin eggs colored? are usually speckled? Yeah, speckled. Yeah. Chicken eggs usually are not. Mm-hmm. So could it be speckled or something to do with color? Maybe like we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, could Thanks. it be thickness or thinness? Could it be size? Could it be gestation time? Could it be temperature? These are all very good guesses, I think. I like the idea of, I mean, Tim's idea of, like, the chickens sit on the eggs for a long time. And robins, I think, usually leave the nest and leave the eggs behind and go about their business. So how are we going to word that then? Gestation temperature. We're going to say gestation temperature. Ooh, you know, I really enjoyed listening to you guys suss that out, but you are incorrect. (sighs) Ah. I was hoping that uh, the word precocial would lead you in the direction of the word precocious, Mm. as in advanced for the age of or, you know, something like that. Because chickens, uh, which are precocial, their babies hatch and are ready to go. They have full body. They have feathers. So the, the answer I was looking for, the like short and sweet answer would be... Uh, precocial birds are born with feathers and oh. altricial birds are not. Oh. Um, and there's, of course, a whole slew of other characteristics that go along with being born with feathers or being mm-hmm. born naked and blind. Um, gotcha. And the, the way I had thought of wording it uh, in the beginning was to specifically say uh, chicken, baby chickens are precocial and baby robins are altricial what... Um, uh, what puts them into these, or, or, or sorry, 
placed in these categories based on what developmental adaptation. Gotcha. And mm. and I think if I had maybe said that it has specifically to do with the young birds, maybe maybe that would have given you guys a little more runway. But but I enjoyed listening <clears throat> to you suss it out, and I was like, it was good. To me, that's one of those things that when somebody points it out to you, you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. But until then, you just don't even think about the fact that some birds are born featherless and blind and some are yeah. hopping was, around. Mark was right, though, at the beginning. He was he was trying to look at the word. Yeah, you know, yeah. And mm-hmm. maybe yeah. we should have followed that path. Didn't really yeah. get anywhere, but. Yeah. yeah. When you started talking about gestation time, I was like, ooh, maybe they'll go down the right path. Because what I learned when I was writing this question is that. Those terms apply to more than just birds. Mm-hmm. I just hadn't previously known that birds are divided into these two categories. But mm. a, a kangaroo is an example of an altricial mammal because oh. their babies come out, but mm-hmm. they, they have to stay in the pouch and actually develop enough to Have right. you ever seen one of the uh, kangaroo in the pouch? It's so gross. The worst. A joey? <laughs> a joey? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, you guys. My parents. Did I talk about this last time? I think I talk about this a lot. My parents traumatized me by letting me watch a cartoon called Dot and the Bunny when I was a child. And it's this. It's like, remember in the 70s and 80s, there was a lot of like doing animation over film, like live action. Oh, yeah, yeah, rotoscoping is okay. what that's called. There you oh. go. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a, a film made using that technique called Dot and the Bunny. And it's about this little girl named Dot who lives in the Australian outback and she goes out and like gets lost. And she gets, I think, like taken care of by a like mother kangaroo and she like goes out and learns about all of the animals and it's supposed to be really sweet but in the way that a lot of 70s films for children's where it's actually extremely fucking dark and terrifying (laughs) and there is a scene in that film that is just like a close-up of a kangaroo vagina and you see (laughs) the wormy little joey just like wriggle out and like it's <laughs> into the pouch and I saw it it was one of those things where my Disgusting. parents were like oh it's a cartoon it's probably fine and I just remember being like horrified throwing up all over your floor <laughs> yeah. can you please Good never day. utter the phrase wormy joey ever again <laughs> <laughs> sorry I have to live with that I have to live with that image and now in my you mind do too. Yeah, yeah thanks knowing that my suddenly name is Tim has erectile dysfunction <laughs> Shoe hashtag not an ad. Here's my question. <laughs> it's absolutely scarring. What Secretary of State in the 21st century kept a Cleveland Browns helmet in their office? What Secretary of State in the 21st century kept a Cleveland Browns helmet in their office? Oh boy. In the 21st century. Yeah. Hillary Clinton? Hmm. Was she, yeah, she was during Obama's administration, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And John Kerry. Mm-hmm. Who else? Who was I? I don't think Trump's? It, I don't think it would be John Kerry because he's from New England, and we all know how rabid New England fans are for New England teams or I don't know what or New England about. residents for New England teams. <laughs> would Hillary Clinton have something to do with Cleveland? Where's she from? Does she have an associate? Isn't she from Alabama? Is she? No. I thought she was from like Western New York or something. Oh, probably. Yeah, you're right. She doesn't seem Alabamish. Arkansas is what I meant to say. Arkansas. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But, anyways, I don't think she's from Arkansas either. Hmm. But, uh, so 
Trump's Secretary of State, he had the Exxon guy, right? The ex Exxon guy. Oh yeah. yeah. What was his name? Triple Exxon. <laughs> hmm. What was that guy's name? I can't remember. He was always like he always had this attitude like Look, I'm just doing my best here, okay? Like, things are crazy, as you can understand. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just trying to do my best. I know he's a nutcase, but we're trying to make it work. Who is George was W.'s Secretary of State? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> There's a ringer. We got a ringer. No, that was George Sr. Oh. Cool. I Colin, Colin Powell was, was Condoleezza Rice. Yes, mm-hmm. right, right, right. I wouldn't put Condoleezza Rice as a Cleveland Browns fan. George W. Bush did uh, call then FEMA director Michael Brown Brownie <laughs> during this. <laughs> I think it was during the mission accomplished speech. He oh, said, really? you're doing a hell of a job, Brownie. <laughs> Jesus. Brilliant. Well, I can't remember the Exxon guy's name. Yeah. Uh, which is, I, I can't either, which is unfortunate because I, based by process of elimination, I'm like, that person maybe has more to do with Cleveland than all the others. But I would say I, I could go with Hillary Clinton because I could see her trying to like, you know, be more of a person <laughs> by rooting for an underdog guess, team. Yeah. <laughs> it, it does it does beg the question why? You know? Right. Like, there's gotta be some association with it yeah. that is interesting. Right. Mm-hmm. But what about Condoleezza Rice? Where is she from? I don't know. So I also think of her as an East Coast person, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I have no clue. She's maybe my pick out of this batch of names that we can remember. Yeah. Should we just go with Condoleezza Rice? Yeah, yeah. sounds good. Yeah, yeah. Condoleezza Rice. You are correct. Oh my yes. gosh. Condoleezza oh, Rice. Yes. Well done. Me. Totally that. thought yeah. that you guys were going to go with Hillary Clinton. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you didn't. No, I think you're right. I think she does have, she was using that New York cred to, uh, you know, run for Senate. Right. Mm-hmm. She was a senator. Mm-hmm. And then she became secretary of state after that, mm-hmm. I think. Okay. Anyways, I have an animals question to round out round number two here. Okay. What kind of South American freshwater snail can be found in Florida, Hawaii, and Southeast Asia and is known for its long protruding eye stalks? as well as its ability or its behavior to lay its eggs above the waterline, which is mm. rare for a snail. Mm. What kind of South American freshwater snail can be found in Florida, Hawaii, and Southeast Asia and is known for its long eye stalks? Hi, how are you? You know that frog, right? Mm-hmm. The Daniel Johnson frog? frog. Yeah. And frog. for its ability <laughs> for <laughs> laying its eggs above the waterline. Mm-hmm. I never thought of it as a frog. I always thought it was just like some kind of made-up drawing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm. Like an alien thing. <clears throat> yeah. What were the locations again? Florida, Hawaii, and... Southeast Asia. Southeast Asia. Mm. 
Well, I don't know the names of any fucking snails, so I'm going to take a nap. Well, you know, this... what I think is interesting mm-hmm. is he mentioned eye stalks, and I don't think of aquatic snails as having eye stalks. Except for conch. Do they? Yeah, oh, I guess yeah. they do, don't yeah. they? Okay. Yeah, the eye stalks. You just ate the... some of these fucking things. <laughs> oh, conch are so. I, conch is like, they're such a charismatic fucking gastropod. And like, their little eyes. Have you ever looked at conch eyes? No. They're just really cute and like surprisingly expressive considering they're basically just like. You know, blobs, animated snot, but um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but when fried, you got that sauce on them. I guess you could say I'm a conch sucker. Oh yeah, um, but that oh, okay. This is killing me because I've been like talking Mark's ear off about mollusks all day. <laughs> um, <laughs> Tummy I, pods. What's that? Tummy pods. Tummy pods. Um, I'm Tim reading- was like, when I, when we come down, we want to listen to the mollusk by Ween the whole time. Yeah. Oh, I just said Ween. They're on one. No, you said specifically the mollusk. Yeah, I did. I don't. Know. I can You've find. Been on a kick I can with the find the, the text message if you. I like dare you. Okay, <laughs> they're playing out right now. I think I don't know if it's a tour or not, but really, yeah, they're wow. playing shows. Freshwater. Freshwater is cypress trout faded out. I'm really on my own over here. (laughs) Seth and the strip club moms practiced at my house this morning. So we got a nice little personal personal show. It was very wonderful. Nice. Gearing up for this uh, reunion concert. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to need an answer here. Do you guys know the snail? I... Golly, I just can't even think of what it could possibly be. I can't even name a freshwater snail. Yeah, I don't know freshwater mollusks. I mean, could it be a conch? No, that's saltwater. Is there a freshwater species of conch? I wouldn't be surprised, given all the clams that we've been finding in the lake. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to just like shoot in the dark and say freshwater conch. But I don't think it's right. But that's what my answer is. Is that is that everybody's yeah. answer? Yeah, I'll go with that. No, yeah. sorry. I was uh, actually I thought this was a very difficult question, as mm-hmm. you guys probably did as well. But thirty percent of my teams got this right, what? so I thought I'd throw it at you guys to see yeah. what was huh. going on. There's uh, two names for this type of snail. It is known as the spike-topped apple snail, what, as well as the mystery snail. People know this, yeah. So if you want to, if you want, yeah, thirty percent of my team. So that was like uh, about four teams, three three or four teams. That wow, that is surprising. Um, Yeah, but uh, yeah, if you want to make this a little bit easier, I would say with an enigmatic name, maybe is a Mm. hint that you could give. Yeah, yeah, for Mm -hmm. this uh, for the mystery snail. But all the teams that did get this right wrote apple snail. Mm. So that is, I think, the more popular name, at least here in Florida. Interesting. Never heard of it. Oh, so. Maybe so. It's probably fairly well known in Florida, amongst Floridians. I guess so. I mean, we do all of our uh, categories by category request, and yeah. snails was the mm-hmm. requested category. Mm-hmm. So oh. we had some snail heads in the house. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I like that. I mm-hmm. like that. Huh. Yeah, I I feel like this was definitely like somebody had an extra special science teacher when they were in elementary school that was like, "You're going to learn." About snails in Florida. Well, it was it was like, multiple teams, yeah. and it, it is interesting that it's a South American snail that is uh, prevalent here in yeah. Florida as well as Hawaii and Southeast Asia. Yeah, I think through like the aquarium trade and stuff like that oh, is how they were they were brought to, uh, to ah, these regions. Right. Nice. 
All right, well, I think that is our round two. So we're going to take another little Albuquerque. <laughs> and then uh, we're going to come back with uh, Rate My Question. If you guys are game. Yeah. Sure. All I right, guess. we're going to do that. And our final round of questions. Okay, we're back, and it's time for a rate my question. This comes to us from Dallas. Daddy Dallas. Yeah. Our friend and quizmaster writes, Hey there, fine gentlemen. I wanted to say congrats on one million downloads. Yeah. Thank you, Dallas. It's no small feat. Tim, fuck off. It's no small feat and well-deserved for you, too. I've had these sitting in the drafts for the longest time. The first, I feel, is too long, but the second might be my fave question I've ever written. Whoa! I hope you enjoy them both, though. Much love. Uh, Yeah, so I think uh, probably going to go with the second one here. We're not going to rate both, but since it's the favorite, let's go with that one. We should let the listener know this is a late-night record. Mm -hmm. We get over here at 9, started recording in earnest at 9.20, it's currently 11 o'clock p.m. <laughs> on a Sunday night where a bunch of bad kids mm-hmm. chittering in the other room, mm-hmm. laughing and giggling. Staying up late. Staying up late, uh, drinking Mountain night. Dew, Code Red, <laughs> and snorting pixie sticks. Here's Dallas's question, his favorite question. Uh, here it is. When singing the song's title in the chorus of Starman, David Bowie performs an octave leap, mirroring the journey of the song's protagonist with what famous literary character? Whoa. Hmm? Mm. I want to read this one more time. Yeah. Yeah. When singing the song's title in the chorus of Starman, David Bowie performs an octave leap Mirroring the journey of the song's protagonist with what famous literary character? Starman. Mirroring the journey of the song's protagonist with what famous literary character? So it's got. So in the lyrics, he must be talking about. I'm guessing. I don't know if this is a Ziggy Stardust song, but I would guess. I don't know as much about David Bowie as I should. Um, but that he is going like with somebody, um, that is a literary character, like, uh, you know, like Captain EO or something, (laughs) but you know what I mean? The Michael Jackson character from (laughs) Epcot? Yeah. (laughs) From (laughs) Epcot? I think it was Epcot. Yeah, that's right. Magic Kingdom. Thank you, Was it? I thought it was Epcot. Kyle with a live miscorrection. (laughs) Um... (laughs) There's a star man. <laughs> man. Oh. oh no! Oh. Well, I'm trying okay. to get into the character's mindset here. You know, there's a star man. <laughs> well, that's not the lyrics. I'm getting in the fucking song. Do you mind? 
Oh, hold on. Let me do this instead. Stormy! Yeah, that's, <laughs> a, that's <laughs> the section that he's talking about. Yeah, least. I know, but I'm trying to think if I You're can... You're going like, over here to the groove. Like, what the lyrics say. Get, get, hey, look. Get into the groove. Boy, you got to prove your love to me. Different song. Does that sound different familiar? Song. But we song. still... It's just the... Still, we got to get. What's into going the on here with the the mirroring the journey of the song's protagonist yeah. with what famous literary character? It feels like there's something there. Yeah, yeah. Like that we're supposed to mirror the 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 octave leap mirrors the journey of the song's protagonist with what famous? Is there a famous I'm literary character? I'm thinking what he's saying is that it's going it going up high, right, Star right. Man. So we're like, this is them taking going up into the. Into outer space, mm-hmm. it is mirroring the 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 character of this song. There is somewhere in the lyrics that they're going into space with some literary character. Dave that is also someone <laughs> that goes into space. Maybe you think of any literary characters that go into space? You're smart. You've read a book. Read a book. Uh, um, not that book. Um, Green Lantern. Right, not. I mean, it, I like, don't know what the answer is, but said, I know that isn't it. Yeah, I was. I'm mean, like, who are like maybe Jules Verne characters? I was thinking Jules Verne, but he was the author, right? But right. I was, but yeah. I, I was thinking Jules Verne, and I was like, that's the author, and that's right. actually why I said Captain EO because I was thinking of the captain, captain of the Nautilus, Captain Nemo, right? Captain Nemo, right? Well, so. Nemo, obviously, being in a submarine, didn't go into space, but a submarine does. Um, does the ship descent, do other crazy ascend. shit, though? What's does that? it ascend? Well, I mean, it Ascends and descends. <laughs> yeah. <Hopefully. laughs> supposed, yeah. Did that one actually did it, though, in that story? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Did it ascend or did it only descend? Could it do other crazy shit? No. What about uh, fucking Charlie Buckets? No. With the great glass elevator. Well, yeah. but he doesn't go to space. Isn't it just mm. Bucket? Charlie, Bu- Char- Charlie, Charlie Buckets. Buckets sounds like a what mafia said, guy. Yeah. What if we said hey, Charlie, Buckets. Charlie Buckets over here? <laughs> and we, we didn't get it because we pluralized Bucket. I know, that'd be dumb. I do believe it is Charlie Bucket. Um, oh. Oh, yeah. No, Mark was saying no, that Bucket you're correct. singular, not... Bucket singular, right, not but, that it's right. But I don't think the Great Glass Elevator goes to space. Star no. Man. Charlie Bucket so far is the most famous literary character. Well, maybe Captain Nemo might be more famous. Yeah. As a literary character. Alice in Wonderland? That's just a character that goes on a journey. Right. It's a famous yeah. literary right. character. That seems like something that uh David Bowie would reference in a mm-hmm. song. It's got that like psychedelic weirdness. What's element. the octave leap mirroring thing though? That's I think it's just the projection into space, like Mark was saying. Boing? Yeah, <laughs> like blasting off, you know. Hmm. Starman. Did Jules Verne write anything about going to space? Why do we both think Jules Verne? How weird. Know what I mean, Verne? Mm-hmm. <laughs> know what I mean, Jules Verne? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about uh, what about like Greek mythology? Does that count as literary? I suppose so. Mm-hmm. Like I'm thinking of uh, who's the dude with the wings? Beowulf. Icarus. Oh, Grendel. <laughs> Icarus. <What>? Yeah. <laughs> oh, did you say Airwolf? Greek mythology. Oh, I saw a meme. I saw a meme today. I almost reposted, but I did. Maybe I'll have to go back and get it. Where it's like someone talking to Icarus, and they go, 
Hey, Icarus, you want some of these hot wings? Oh, my bad, man. I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Icarus' wings were melted by the sun. They were Mm -hmm. made of wax. Yep. Right? Yeah. By his pops. Or Mercury. Isn't he the one with the wings on his feet? Yep. He's the messenger god. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Captain America has the wings on his head for some reason in the seventies <laughs> yeah. and eighties. You know, Goodyear tires for the longest time. It's it's the foot with the with the wings on it. Yeah. For the longest time, I thought it was a hand pointing. Oh, Me really? too. Wearing wearing like a uh, like a sleeve of like a old style like uh, you know founding father yes, jacket. Yes, like huh. a r- roughly. Sleeve. I can't believe. I'm so yeah. glad someone wow. else thought that mm-hmm. because. I felt like a fucking idiot when I finally was like, why is, why is a tire place like, yeah, there you go up there. <laughs> Guys, I don't know the answer to I this. Um, I mean, I kind of want to say we should just, I I kind of want to say we should just go with Captain Nemo for yeah. some weird fucking reason. I would go with Captain Nemo. We both just, we both, we had an Albuquerque moment. Yeah, that we worked. We both thought so. Jules Verne. What's the, the octave leap, though? I mean... <sighs> Why are you so hung up on the? Because it's lead? a clue. It's the hint. It's the built-in hint. It's the B. I in think the that system. he's just excited about the brilliance of David Bowie's songwriting and the fact that the octave leap is like blasting off into space. But did Jules Verne do a space song? We're talking about Captain Nemo from Ten Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. Then yeah. come up with something better. Twenty thousand. Twenty thousand leagues. Mm-hmm. This is even more leagues than I thought. <laughs> do you go deeper. I mean, I think Jules Verne did one write league. something about going to space. Right one league know under the what sea. What it is? So. Oh, what if, could it be? Uh, what's that one fucking movie that came out about space, but it was like Jumanji in space? What? Zathura. <laughs> Zathura. No. Is it? Yeah. Is it? Yep. Oh wait, I don't know. But you that's said not that a fucking now character. Like... I, I mean, I oh wait, well, how about uh, what about Peter Pan? Well, he didn't go into space, but he's always taken off and shit. I mean, he did fly like second star to the right and straight on till morning. Like maybe he went to space. <laughs> if Forrest Gump went to space in the book, they didn't put it in the movie. Wait, really? Yeah, that's silly. Nice. That was much more fantastic in the uh, the book than I mean the movie itself delves into fantasy quite a bit, but yes. yeah, the book. No holds barred. <laughs> He's lit, send him to space. Send Forrest Gump to space. <laughs> he made it to space before Jason did. <laughs> um, I would go with Captain Nemo. They don't want to go with Captain. They, they said. Go, okay, okay. They said I don't have anything better to offer, but fuck you. I'm just trying idea. to think here. Okay, yeah. Tim, we gotta Let's think give of something. Some silence. Yeah. They want to. We gotta. We gotta come up with something. We can't be go with Captain Nemo. Yeah, you guys come up with something. Think about it. Peter Pan. Mowgli. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker said Mowgli. Mm, yeah. <laughs> the Rudyard mm. Kipling character. His feet stayed planted pretty firmly on the ground. I can't think of literary characters that fly up in the air or go into space. The little prince. Doesn't he fly through space on his bed? Who's the little prince? It's like a French, prince a French children's book character. Can catch a shooting star <laughs> and sail away. You guys, was- <laughs> could it be the the dude from? Uh, that was a cartoon from Aladdin when I was a kid. He's got. He doesn't uh, go Aladdin? Space, flying carpet he's got a guy. Flying carpet. Is it the title character Aladdin? Aladdin is the. Is I Aladdin think it's a little the- prince. I'm serious. 
Yeah, man, the little prince. That's I feel better about that than Captain Nemo. Sure. All right. Yeah. You went to space, right? I just sang the song. I didn't know Were you, you not listening? Yeah, I know. I heard it. I just <laughs> thought you made that up. I thought that was just very <laughs> oh, impressive. No, no. It oh, was okay. a cartoon show that was okay. on in the 80s or something. Uh, it was on Nickelodeon. Oh. Wrong. It's, uh, we were wrong. It's not the little prince. It's uh, Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz. Dorothy Gale. What? Oh. But she didn't go to space. Come well, on. Well, she got sucked up into a hurt or into a tornado. Yeah, but yeah. she didn't leave she the stratosphere, did she, Mark? <laughs> Does it have the lyric in there? <laughs> I mean, it never said that they went into outer space. It's just going, uh, no, But the Starman is going into outer space. Isn't that like the whole point of the song? I don't know. Are you looking up the lyrics? No, I was reading the question again. I'm gonna look. Up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to make heads or tails out of this fucking question. Starman, song by Lyric David Bowie. Let me look at this fucking shit. But it's not the lyrics; it's the octave leap. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh, the, the chorus is inspired by "Over the Rainbow." Oh, you right. Oh, whoa. Over the rainbow. You were right, Lee. Okay. I led you astray. Wow. Okay. I led you astray. <clears throat> well, look. That was a very tricky ah, question. That's pretty. I need to hear how this shit was worded one more time because I don't think I like it one no, bit. No, that's misleading. Here's the question again. When singing the song's title in the chorus of Starman, David Bowie performs an octave leap, mirroring the journey of the song's protagonist with what famous literary character? Okay, so so the journey he's referring to is going over the rainbow. Dallas, I want to start out by saying I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Very dearly. And I do understand why you say this is one of your favorite questions, and I think there is a very good question in here. Yes. I do not think the way you wrote it is the... good way of writing it and i say that with all due respect and love lee is looking at his phone he's perplexed he's <laughs> he's really trying hard i'm gonna give this a b minus i think it, it has a plus potential actually let me call it a b because it's got a plus potential but it's worded so trickily mm. that i just don't i mean it's it's got a lot there but uh, the way you worded it just kind of, you've got to remember when you're talking about journey and all this stuff, uh, I just feel like, yeah, I don't know. The way that it's written is, it's very subjective. Yeah. It's, it's it's asking you to think of like the story of the character mm-hmm. and the story of the song itself. And I don't know that that's what we're going for. I think you might be onto something that it's like a melodic similarity with the somewhere over the rainbow. That's exactly yeah. our man. Uh, yeah. yeah, no and doubt. And to me, that's not that's it. It's mirroring the melody. It's not. Yes. Mirroring yeah, it's not mirroring. And that the is story. the way it should be worded because it yeah. says the chorus is loosely based on "Over the Rainbow" from the film "The Wizard of Oz," alluding to the Starman's extraterrestrial origins. Over the rainbow, the octave leap on Starman is identical to that of Judy Garland's "Somewhere in Over the Rainbow." Mm-hmm. Um, to me, Doggett states that whereas Over the Rainbow used its cathartic rise to introduce a refrain that was emotionally and melodically expansive, the leap in Starman was followed by a more uncertain melody, 
reflecting his character's innate lack of confidence. It, there's very, very cool stuff here. It's just the wording needs to be yeah. something that is just more akin to the octave leap from Starman is loosely based on the chorus of what literary character's song something something. Yeah, I would even, I mean, I don't know that the song, if that appears in the book, but I always associate it with the movie. So I would even say classic film character, even yeah. though yeah. Right. even though Dorothy Gale is a classic literature char- literary character as well the 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 fact that it's trying to tie uh the david bowie song to maybe this song from the movie uh yeah i think i think yeah because you can't character. hear the book right so right, even right. if it's a literary character even if it had like that was a song no one would know what it sounded like unless it was recorded um which it was for a movie so right. mm-hmm. very, very cool. stuff. I never knew that. I'm fa- it's, yeah. it's very, very fascinating. Very fact. Um, I love musical illusions like that. So, mm-hmm. yep. And I'm going to give this a PI. You know, I think that this is interesting subject matter and uh, also popular topics as well all around. So do you not give it a B because there's a built in hint? Um, but do you just consider it such a bad built-in hint that you're not going to give it? <laughs> I a think B? it's a little it's a little misleading. I mean, I guess I. The built-in hint, it's like, it's almost a qualifier. This kind of goes back to my, you know, little enzyme built-in hint. Is it a hint or mm-hmm. is it just a qualifier for the question, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I just, yeah, I mean, it's definitely not getting an S because I think it just it needs to be rewritten a yeah. little bit. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll give it a little B, you know, there, there, an attempt was made. Enzyme size B. Yeah. Tim and Joey... <laughs> Well, do, dude, waving at you. Do you remember your um, rating systems from the last time you were here three plus years ago? Oh, God, no. No. Okay, <laughs> so you need to make a new rating system. It just cannot be the PIB system, of course, and it cannot be a grade scale like I do. Um, how would you rate this question on whatever number of whatever is you want to out of whatever? Hmm. Oh, I would give it maybe a three stars. Um, <laughs> out of how many stars possible? Out of five stars. Three out of five out of stars? Of Not five. bad. Okay. All right. I'm going to come up with my own thing? Yeah, Tim. I don't do this on the fly. Out crap. of how many tall ships? <laughs> <laughs> how if many you tall want... ships does this Wait, get? wait. From a dinghy to a full rig ship. There, oh, you go. there you go. There we go. <laughs> That's why we're a team. <laughs> from a dinghy to a full rig ship, I'd give it a... Two-masted schooner. Not even. <laughs> One-masted schooner? <laughs> I'll give it a sloop. All right. You get a sloop. Okay. <laughs> no one except for Joey knows how good or bad that is, but, you know. A sloop is a small but fast vessel, right? Yeah. A sloop is a, is a respectable vessel. Okay. So it's respectable. Yeah. I, I don't mean to come down on you, and I feel so bad harshing your buzz from this question that you love. I think there is a great, great question, and we definitely all learned something today, mm-hmm. and that is awesome, but it just needs a little work. <clears throat> I have a question about writing questions that I would like to <laughs> well, guess what? to the room. You uh-huh. came to the right freaking place. Woo-hoo! Yeah, now's your chance. Um, so uh, I was chatting with a friend of mine before coming down here, and sh- I mentioned I was going to do the podcast, and she was like, you really need to write a question 
about this parasite you just told me about. <laughs> um, because I also pester my friends in real life with random creepy science facts. It's not the mystery uh, snail, is it? <laughs> no, it's not the mystery oh, okay. snail. But it Those is eye stalks. It is another <laughs> snail, and it does involve eye stalks. But so, so my friend was really excited about hearing a trivia question about this snail parasite. But I just really couldn't come up with a way to write the question. So the parasite, which offhand I don't actually remember the name of, but what's cool about it, <laughs> what's cool about <laughs> it is, oh, <laughs> it, um, so it is one of those parasites that has a life cycle where it like starts in the gut of a bird and then the bird poops out the egg of the parasite and then a snail eats the egg and it it sort of zombifies, like the egg hatches inside of the snail and then the larva zombifies the snail. And what it does is it um, infects its eye stalks. So the eye stalks become huge and engorged and like multi bright colors and they'll like flash and undulate. And the parasite controls the snail and makes it climb up high. And then the snail just sits there with its undulating multicolored eye stalks which resemble a caterpillar, and then a bird comes down and sniffs the eye stalks off of the slug Whoa. and eats the slug, and that's then the cycle is complete. Um, and I was like, man, this is a really cool thing to think about. But I, I was like, is this just a fun fact, or is this something that I could actually make into a trivia question? And I was kind of at a loss. Yeah. I mean, I would so this reminds me of the parasite that is in that exists in cats mm -hmm. that um people say that you should not if you're pregnant you shouldn't empty out cat litter because this parasite is in it and i wish i could remember the name of it to save my life toxoplasmosis so it's a very similar thing or if you've been watching the last of us the mm -hmm. uh, the the cordyceps. same thing with the cordyceps mm -hmm. so i mean the cordyceps. first first blush <laughs> and i'm i'm wondering if you kind of had the same like uh thought was um these snails, their eye stalks become, you know, colored, blah, 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 to mimic what creature. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. And, you know, mm -hmm. saying colorful and what kind of, and what creature, I think you have a little bit of sus there with eye stalks because they're long and skinny. Mm -hmm. So it's sussable, but still not, um, you know, immediately reach out and grab it that you know. But I think that you can throw in a lot of that information and... And with Caterpillar being the answer, I think that that would be a good uh, question. Okay, I like that. I like that a lot. What was your thought? Yeah, so whenever you come across an interesting fact, you have to, I think, when you're writing the question, is try to think about what the most guessable answer that's involved mm -hmm. could be. Mm -hmm. So I think, like Mark said, you know, picking, like what could be more sussable than, like, whether it's, like, the specific species of snail or the name of the parasite, those are going to be, like, very difficult for mm -hmm. the average person to, to pull out. But right. if you find, like, a, you know, a common word or, or, you know, something that people can create kind of like a multiple choice list in their head mm -hmm. ahead of time. Yeah. It's a good way to I go. I mean, you probably even could have used, like, the uh, like the Latin name for the kind of snail and ask what kind of, what kind of creature it is mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. this specific you know, thing takes over. Yeah. Cause yeah. a lot of species have like, you know, a lot of families or subfamilies <clears throat> will have a same common name. So yeah. people that are really into snails will recognize like a prefix or something. Oh, yeah. So it's a little bit of a built in mm -hmm. hint there. Yeah. You know? Cool. So cool. a couple of ideas, a couple cool. of different ways. Yeah. I really like the way you phrase that where like, you know, you try and, I mean, 
because you can, you know, we've talked about it a little bit and we, I, you know, we haven't really dug into it as much as I'd like to, and maybe I'll work on doing it, but almost every question you can make easy, medium, hard, or very hard. Mm -hmm. And that one, I think, you know, you could go from what's the name of the snail, mm -hmm. which is the hardest to, you know, if you give enough hints, you can say what colorful long creature, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, like you can just give more and more information to where the answer becomes more and more sussable. Um, and so you've got a couple different options there to, to make it happen. Cool. And I always feel like a jerk coming out of the rate my questions and like either being critical about like an answer like that was like too hard, you know, for us to like get or something. I might, you know, make a comment. And then we go into <laughs> our last round where I have like the most difficult question <laughs> about like hot ha yoga or something like that, you know. So I acknowledge, you know, sometimes we do ask some pretty difficult questions on the podcast, but they're written, you know, designed to be difficult. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. you know, it, it's it's an option. I, I almost think that, like, you know, to an extent, I almost – and I guess yeah, I've never really thought about this. But I think any good rate my question should be sussable and should be, like, in the five-point range in my trivia or a four-point range in yours. So five is, like, kind of right smack dab in the middle of my – you know, my point hierarchy mm -hmm. and you go generally from three to five, except for your seven pointer. So, you know, somewhere in that middle ground is the best, I think way probably to get, um, you know, a pretty good score for the most part. Uh, I don't know if you feel the same way, but I mean, if, if the answer is like, like the name of that fucking snail, it's going to be hard for me to give you an a plus, I think, because I think that, it's going to be nearly impossible for the average person. And, you know, I don't know that either of us have questions that are that, like, no offense, but like the fucking mystery snail, or no, no offense to you, but the mystery snail or whatever. Like, I'm fucking beside myself that 30% of people need <laughs> yeah. to I wouldn't have asked it if it wasn't 30% of the people. I That's mean, why I was like, maybe there's a chance, you know. Yeah. That had to be like one motherfucker knew about snails and someone else walked by and saw the answer and wrote it down or something. Mm, I multiple I mean, teams. I really think it's possible that somebody was just into teaching about Florida ecosystems. Yeah, you know? I mean, I'm, like, I'm, yeah. I'm joking a there little bit. There was also a lot of drawings of like Gary the snail from Spongebob. Was that the answer is Gary, but well, thank you, Dallas, for the rate my question. Thank you, Joey, for the write my question. Uh -oh. uh, if you'd like to write us with a rate my question, or rate us with a write my question, or a missed correction, or a no note, please do so at no nonsense trivia gmail.com or call us at 1 929 356 6966. How would you rate us? Our, how would you rate our write my questions? Ooh, um. Well, I did we, we didn't write it though, did we? Well, I mean, we, we kind of. I guess we kind of didn't. Yeah, we kind of just workshopped mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Well, I thought it was a productive workshop for what that's worth. All right. <laughs> okay, let's go ahead and uh, wind things down here with our final round of questions. Um, who wants to go first? Uh, I'd be fine going first. Yeah, go Please. ahead. All right. Uh, <clears throat> I didn't plan this, but keeping with our theme of snails. Oh, okay. Oh, my God. 
I said there was hell. a theme established. It wasn't <laughs> snail. Snail hell. A new theme has been established. Snail hell. I thought it was a fart theme, but this turned out to be a snail theme. I feel like mollusks are a better direction. Gastropods, gastropods. Something. Yeah, Mark There's had some gastropod there. earlier. <laughs> there you go. That's the joke. <laughs> I knew it was in there somewhere. Chrysomalan squimiferum. Excuse me. Chrysomalan squimiferum. A.K.A. the sea pangolin or volcano snail, which is only found in deep sea hydrothermal vents, has adapted to its extreme environment by adding what element... The fifth most common on Earth to its armored shell. Hmm. One more time, please. Chrysomalan squimiferum, a.k.a. sea pangolin or volcano snail, which is only found in deep sea hydrothermal vents, has adapted to its extreme environment by adding what element, the fifth most common on Earth, to its armored shell. Are you ready for this? Yeah. I asked a fucking question about this thing. Oh, wow. no! <laughs> and I think I remember the answer. Well, I'm not going to say anything. I want to hear what the what you think the answer is. I think it's iron. Okay. Well, I can tell you that... Iron snail. I'm pretty sure that iron is the most common element on the planet. It is not. Really? Yeah. Carbon is, I think. Hmm. Um, and then there's like helium, like there's like other stuff. Huh. Aluminum, aluminium is more present. And it depends on like where you mean, like in the earth's crust or like in the earth. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure it's iron. But why are you fighting me? Because the whole <laughs> saying, because the sure. whole middle of the planet is full of iron, <laughs> molten so this, iron. Yeah, this, the sea pangolin's gonna fit right in. <laughs> it's not gonna be melting or nothing. You're free to suss all you want. I'm pretty sure it's iron. I'm. I look. I'm not saying I'm 100. percent I feel like I'm 89. percent Because I was like, this motherfucker. You said you're saying, saying common iron, element. You're saying iron yeah, ranks fi- number five. The fifth most yes. common element. So like nitrogen, so, it's mean, not nitrogen, but that's very element, prevalent. She's, I mean, that's kind of open ended because mm-hmm. there's in like the air and in the earth. There's in the earth's crust. There's a couple different ways to take that. So what is an element anyway? I know aluminum. It's on the periodic table. I know right. aluminum is is like the second most or something, hmm. and I think is carbon the most. Do I sound like an idiot saying that? <laughs> aluminum. Aluminum is an alloy. I think it's it's it, also it's on the periodic table. No. Hydrogen, nitrogen, carbon, aluminum. Those seem to be I like feel the like big it three, is. Right? God, now you've got me questioning <laughs> myself. Look, I asked a question about this fucking thing because mm. it can live inside fucking volcanoes. Uh huh. And its shell is made iron out of fucking snake. iron. I, I mean, iron would be the most logical choice for a shield. Has so I'll give you that. He lost his shell. <laughs> <laughs> is this heaven or is this hell? Uh, <laughs> Nobody wants him. Do, do, do. Nobody wants iron snail. What about what about copper? A copper snail. Iron sounds more sturdy, right? It does. Copper famously um, 
mostly taken from Cyprus. Is it? No. What other island is there over there? Oh, Corsica. It's named after I think it's Cyprus. It's named after like some I like some Mediterranean island where it was mm. mostly so. Fifth most common coming from one fucking island. <laughs> Fat chance, fucker. Let's go with iron. Okay. Hey, that sounds great. I'm, I'm sold I think on I iron. had that idea. All right, I'll go with it. Oh, God. I hope this isn't fucking wrong. We're going to say iron. Yes, it is iron. Ah! <laughs> Nicely done. You. But, okay, so, okay Joey, I, as I, as, as, you've told on. me, have you not, that iron is the most common element on Earth? Okay, so while you guys were discussing this, I was looking into it because I saw something... I based this on something I saw earlier today that said that iron is the fifth most common. So I'm reading something right now that says on Earth, oxygen is the most common element, mm-hmm. oh. making up about 47% of the Earth's mass. Yep. Silicone is second, making up 28%, followed by aluminum, iron, and magnesium. So that would put iron at four instead of five. Maybe you said um, iron was the most common mineral. Um, no, but uh, but it's if you go by mass, uh-huh. like, which I do, um, <laughs> then iron is Mike the Mason. most common by mass, which I think so. Iron is denser oh. than all of the other elements listed. Okay. So iron is the most common by uh, by mass. So it's iron, oxygen, silicon, magnesium, sulfur. Um, if you're going by mass, um, there was there was still a lot in that question, yeah. you know, about the snail itself and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That you know that that qualifier, even if it was you know inaccurate, questionable. I've I've made worse uh, mm-hmm. worse wordings in, the, in my <laughs> this week. Even I I messed up a couple things. I had the wrong. Uh, season for a television question. <laughs> I said season ten, and it was season twenty-four. <laughs> <laughs> was like way That's off. A disparity. Yeah, <laughs> and there was a team that was like, "You have to tell me what episode this is." And I'm like, "I don't know." But they were like, "Where did you get this question from?" And I got it from fucking Chat GPT. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we'll talk, we're going to talk more about that the next episode. Yeah, I've, please. I've, I've now delved I'm very in, and, curious. yeah, you know, been bitten. But anyways, Tim. Um, oh. I just had a. What was your snail? Que- what was your iron snail question? Uh, I can look for it. Um, I can. I'll, I'll look for it. What famous song by Black Sabbath? There you go. <laughs> also, have you guys seen a picture of this thing? It's super Ooh. creepy looking. Yeah, it. The mantle of the snail is covered with these like uh, scales. It, it looks sort of like a dragon. Yeah, it's Whoa. like some kind of demonic tardigrade yeah they're really really creepy looking um, look up the scaly foot gastropod it looks like interested. a nautilus shell almost but like it does have that whirl to it where where do you say these things are found um in hydrothermal vents um i think in india and they are one of the first animals to be placed on the endangered species list due to deep sea mining whoa yeah mining for that iron apparently <laughs> Whatever comes out of hydrothermal vents. Hmm. That would just drive you insane, hanging onto a hydrothermal vent for your whole life going, I know, have you ever seen videos of that stuff? Because that is really what it looks like is going on down there. Everybody's just like, <laughs> Here is my question, and I think I asked it on the podcast. The scaly foot snail, an animal known for living in, quote, the impossible conditions of underwater volcanic vents, is the only living animal that is known to incorporate what element in its skeleton? Oh, very mm. cool. I like that. Iron. 
Iron. Iron is the answer. Iron. Well done. All right, Tim, what do you got? Known for its impressive landscape and natural beauty, which state has the smallest population in the U.S.? Now, when you say smallest, mm-hmm. you're talking about the fewest people. Fewest people. Mm-hmm. Feel like we've had a question like this before. We're going to get to that point where every question yeah. people bring, we're going to be <laughs> yeah. like, "You haven't listened all to, to all 246 episodes." <laughs> There's ten thousand question. questions. Yeah. <laughs> Montana. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, I think is what the Big Sky State. Uh, no? Well, I I don't think it's Montana. Okay. <laughs> Do you know it? Um. So. I feel pretty confident that it's Wyoming. Wyoming was my second guess. Mm -hmm. Can we hear the question Mm -hmm. one more time? Known for its impressive landscape and natural beauty, which state has the smallest population in the U.S.? Because I I remember, like, I used to nerd out about Alaska facts because that's where I grew up. And Alaska has the smallest population density, but not the smallest population. Um. Because mm. it's like square miles per capita is the greatest in Alaska. But I recall that Wyoming had the smallest. Now, I haven't looked at the census data recently. So it could be wrong. Do you have strong feelings about Montana, Mark? I feel like we had this a question that was talking about a state with being the least populated. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember having a conversation about the big sky state. Was that with you? Probably. We were talking I've always about the known big Montana sky as being the big sky state. So yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> to Motherfucker, me. I but stay the question is, that shit. the question is, did we get it wrong last time? <laughs> Montana, and we got all caught up Can on I the big sky hear it state. One more time, sure. Known for its impressive landscape and natural beauty. Impressive landscape. Which state has the smallest population in the U.S.? I don't think of a big sky state. I don't think of impressive landscape when I think of Wyoming. Mm, have no you ever been to Wyoming? Wyoming? Uh, no offense to Wyoming. <laughs> I've never been to Montana either. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Montana being called the big sky state, I guess the sky is everything but the landscape. <laughs> but <sighs> look. Wait, where is. You're which? my guest. <laughs> be my guest. Be my <laughs> guest. Get me wrong <laughs> if you want. <laughs> but, um, Get me wrong. Where. Which state is Yellowstone in? That's in Wyoming, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a pretty impressive landscape, right? That's correct. <laughs> Replete with go fingers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we can go with Wyoming. That's fine. I'm not Let's I'm not going to put up that much okay. of a fight. Okay, we're going to say Wyoming. Ooh, by the skin of your teeth, you've got it right. Hey. hey. Nice. <laughs> Bone apple teeth. Are you going? <laughs> Do you watch that guy? Which guy? Wait, what? Wait, what I is Bone Apple Teeth? What in the fuck? There's a, there's, <laughs> a, there's a dude on TikTok that says that, and he takes shots with oh. gross stuff. There's an very, old meme. It was a meme gotcha. that went around. I mm-hmm. wondered what that word was. Yep. Bone Apple Teeth. I guess I can't say that now. It's some other guy's thing. Yeah, he says it every time. Well, yeah. I'm not saying it because of him. I don't know who He's he is. He's pretty annoying. I don't endorse him. Yeah. I've got a question about types of hats for you guys. <laughs> Love hats. Hats from the early 20th century. This is a time period you are familiar with, right? Fond mm-hmm. of. Yeah. What kind of close-fitting bell-shaped hat is often made of felt and was most popular amongst women 
in the early 20th century. Oh, I know this. Yeah, I do too. You want to say it together? Oh, <laughs> Let's see if we we're thinking the same. Mark, thing. wait, does Mark know it? No, I don't fucking know this shit. <laughs> you don't know about a bell-shaped hat? I'm made of felt? a bucket hat. <laughs> but that's not it. Cypress that's a Hill. bucket-shaped hat. <laughs> you all say it together and be cute. One, two, three. Close hat. hat. <laughs> that's correct. <laughs> well done. You know, I've had that sitting in the queue, and I was like. I wonder which guests are going to get this right. And I thought, <laughs> you guys could have gotten this. And you know what? I'm going to ask them the cloche hat question, which only 17% of my wow. teams got right Ooh, at trivia. So you should feel really that. good about that. I guess that. you could say that was a cloche one. <laughs> you just ruined the joke I was about to tell. You didn't ruin it. I only, Let's hear yours, too. Well, no, because that's what, like, how does the hat get its name? Because it fits cloche to your head. Oh, <laughs> okay. that's, well, that's, yeah. that's a good mnemonic device. I only, I only know the answer because you got me closer we to once threw a very big uh, 1920s and 30s themed party and Joey wore a cloche hat. She bought one. I do remember you wearing it. Yeah, Mark yeah. was there. I mm-hmm. was there. Beans and bourbon. That was a that good was time. One. Here is my last question and effectively the last question of this evening. What 2010 movie directed by Danny Boyle was nominated for six Academy Awards including Best Actor and Best Picture? Danny Boyle. Danny Boyle did those. Oh, Danny Boyle. He did Train Spotting, right? That's right. He also did. Did he do Twenty Days Later? Or did he just produce them? What's Twenty Days Later? Twenty Eight Days Later. Oh, oh like the zombie, zombie movie. Oh, really? Maybe he just produced it. Or Somebody are you thinking? You're it. not thinking of the other, the English zombie movie, uh, the comedy. What's it Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead. No, that's a um, Cornetto trilogy guy. Mm-hmm. Edgar Wright. Oh, okay. Yeah. There was a question about the Cornetto trilogy in an episode of I'm Actually. It made me think of you. There was a question about the Cornetto trilogy on our podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I thought of it. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it might be Boyhood. Do you guys oh. remember that? No. That know. makes a lot of sense. What's boy? Kyle, what no, are you doing? No, we watched it. Um, that movie with Ethan Hawke, right? Where it like followed a. It was supposed to be like twelve years of a kid's life or something. Yeah, that's Boyhood. Yeah, and they filmed mm-hmm. it. We watched it at the Strand. How was it? I don't remember this. That's how it was. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that good, huh? I mean, because they actually filmed it over the course of twelve oh, years. I do vaguely remember yeah. this. Um. That's all I remember about it. Yeah. And <laughs> Whoa. was it Patricia Arquette? Is that the... It was I'm Ethan not sure. Hawk? I, I didn't yeah. see it. But I, I know it, it took a while to film. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, But why do you think that was Danny Boyle? Or like, Is that something you know? Or something... That I, kn- I know that he directed that. Oh, okay. I mean, you said 2010, Mark? Yeah. Yes. And it was nominated... What What was the... It was uh, nominated for six Academy Awards, including Best Actor and Best Picture. Hmm. I would I would go with that. Did that come out in 2010? My recollection, I think that so. That sounds about right. It sounds about right, like based on my fuzzy memories of seeing it in the theater. Because also the Strand always does, the, our local independent theater always does a run of Oscar nominees. Right. And it feel, the memory of seeing it at the Strand is faint enough that it could have been 
uh, 13 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Lee's lips are doing a thing. <laughs> Lee's I'm not just, buying I'm, it. I'm full of doubt right now. Mm-hmm. I know I threw it out there, but. Crossed arms. <laughs> I'm trying to think of other Danny Boyle movies like that he did in between. Oh, Do you Rambo? There was like a movie called Rambo that wasn't about. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking. It wasn't about, about the Sylvester Stallone. It was about kids playing Rambo or something, right? Something like that. What, what but that, that was not six time Academy Award. But I think if, at Boyhood is probably my guess. Yeah, I, I, I could go pretty, with that. That was a pretty Oscar baby movie. Yes. Boyhood. That's incorrect. <laughs> Let me uh, let me throw this to you one more time to see if this helps at all. Okay. Because I omitted one of the things because I thought it might be a little too easy. What 2010 movie starring James Franco and directed by Danny Boyle was nominated for six Academy Awards, including Best Actor and Best Picture? Oh, 128 hours. Oh. What was that? Uh, the Mountain Climber gets his arm pinched. Oh yeah. yes, that's a hundred. Is it one hundred and twenty-eight hours? Is that the actual? The, is that the correct number? I think so. Yeah, yeah, that's. I didn't. Re- I don't remember that being directed by him. I mean, it's possible, you know. I yeah. I'm not I, a big boil head. Me neither. Me either. <laughs> not a boil head. <laughs> I ain't no boil head. Um, it's kind of gross if you think about it. Too yeah, much. yeah, I mean, that's why we're laughing because <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking disgusting. Do you think there was something else that we were laughing about? We're like, I wonder if they know that that's gross, like a boil, like a zit thing. It took me a little while to get there. <laughs> I guess yeah. Let's go with 128 hours. That. Sorry, that's incorrect. Wow, oh, damn! Man, I'll give us another one of those. It's 127 hours. Oh, oh, How magical would that have been uh, if I fi- gave you the full question and you got it wrong by one fucking hour? Oh that would have been so juicy. Yeah. Uh, God damn it! Wow! How fantastic that I got to tell you no until you were off by an hour. Still. Uh, Fantastic. Hey, they didn't correct you. You said 128, and they said right to me. Well, isn't there... uh, Well, you mentioned it, didn't you? 48 hours. Zombie movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, 28 days later. Well, 28 days later, then 28 weeks later. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. May as well do it 28 hours later. Yeah. 28 minutes later. Timothy. Yes. Josephine. Yes, sir. How... Wonderful to have you both here in the great state of Florida, and specifically on this podcast that I love so well. Absolutely. And to have you guys back and asking questions. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thanks for having us. What the hell's Lee doing? <laughs> He's deep in it. <laughs> I was double-checking to see if uh, uh, Danny Boyle directed 28 Days Later, which he did. Oh, okay. Oh. And I'm writing my Justin nicknames right now. Oh, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> But yes, Tim and Joey, thank you so much for uh, coming back on the pod. It was great to hang out with you a little bit before the rambunctiousness of this week, this weekend's festivities yes. mm. take over our lives. Yeah. And uh, thank you for listening, everybody. Please join us every week for a new episode by subscribing to No Nonsense Trivia Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. You can support the No No in several ways. The easiest by sharing this episode on your social media accounts with your friends. You can also leave us a written review on your favorite podcast platform. You can also support the podcast by buying some merch. There's a link in the show notes for that. Or you can support us on Patreon by visiting our website, thenono.com, clicking the support link at the top. That will take you to our Patreon page. 
giving you access to bonus content, our full library of episodes, and more. Thank you to our Patreon supporters for helping us out with the show, including our new proverbial lightkeeper, Jesse, and our new Snailskin Christy, the aforementioned Christy. Thank you both. Thanks, y'all. A big thanks to our quiz daddies, Rick G, Adam, a.k.a. Dr. A.G.E., Sam Spencer, Blake, a.k.a. Motor Liquor, Brandon Long, Adam Volk at Esma and Red Crest Kitchen, Tim at Pat's Garden Service, Tommy, and Gil. It's, it's Gil. Our Tim Captain, Tim Captains, that's funny. <laughs> Our team captains, Hayden, Matt, Skyler, Kristen, Fletcher, Lydia, OG, Aaron, and DHX3. Thanks to our proverbial light keepers, JV, Clay, Merritt, JB, aka hey, Merritt, <laughs> Paul, James, Josh, Cameron, Not Stephen, Dave, <laughs> I, I know, <laughs> Caitlin, Mike, K, Cole, Frank, Trent, Grant, Rob, Captain Nick Williams, Kate, Rachel, Moo, Tim Gomez, aka Mappy1984, Lucas, Carly, Sarah, Cooper, Matthew, Spencer, Lisa, Ryan, Adam, John Lewis, Nabil, Ricky F., Justin P., Justin Peter Boylehead. It's Justin M. <laughs> Justin Mystery Snail. Yeah, it's really gross if you think about it. <laughs> and thanks to Rumble Snailskins, Zoe, Brian K., Joey, Emily, Andrew H., Nora, Joe, Paul Gast, Mark with a C, Bill, Seth, Littlest of Lambs, Aunt Kiki, Ian, Andrea, Aleo, Tim, Binsky, Issa, Kara, Megan, Christopher, Brandon, Ed, Dylan, Sarah, Fox and Five, Laurel, Aaron, H-Bomb, Lauren, MJ, Steven, Kenya, Dallas at all my favorite things from the screen. I'm sorry I shed all over your question. Alice, Paige, Kevin, Sarah, Galax, and Mike J. I'm just running out of steam. Let me give that a stronger one. Dallas at all my favorite things from the screen. Allison, yeah! Paige, Kevin, yeah! Sarah, Alex, yeah! Mike, fucking J. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you want to write us an email or you can send us a voice memo at nononsensetrivia at gmail.com or you can give us a call at 1-929-356-60-fucking-9-60-fucking-6. <laughs> and please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at No Nonsense Trivia and on Twitter at No Non Trivia. Now, you can't necessarily come down here and hang out with us like Tim and Joey are right now. But if you want to hang you out with us throughout can, the week, I mean, yeah, if you can come down like Rick did, uh, you're more than welcome to. I don't know if you can stay at our house or anything <laughs> like Tim and Joey are at my house. <laughs> but if you want to come out and hang out with us, that's cool. In the meantime, since that's kind of uh, economically, uh, you know, harder to uh, harder to finagle. Prohibitive. Yeah, you can hang out with us throughout the week using our Discord channel. Uh, just check the show notes for that. We also have a Facebook group. Link for that is also in the show notes. Or you can just go on Facebook and search for the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast to join us there. And finally, don't forget to leave us a rating on your favorite podcast service. Five, Five stars, stars only, please. please. They get it. Until next time, No Nonsense listeners. Have a great week. <laughs>